This is Doug Mankey, killing on Superman. You are listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> A little different. It did. It sounded like it came from Jason's kitchen. Oh yeah, cavernous, cavernous though it may be. Stately wood manor. <laughs> it was coming from inside the house. Yes. Literally. I was kind of hoping for a crew today, and there's none. There's some even plot. We're recording from our butler pantry. He's so silly. Oh, speaking of oh, my, my, my second one walking in the room. Nice. Hey, hey, hey. What's up? Hooky thing with skiing. My man. Yeah. Why do you have skiing? That's it? Mouse. Yeah. There's chips. You want some chips? Chips. Okay, get a bowl. You want chips, Doritos, or uh, fruit or Tostitos? Tostitos. Alright. The sound of Tostitos. I was waiting for that. I was like, we don't have a bowl, we're all gonna be munching. We need to get them as a sponsor now. Huh? Grandma, okay, us. Don't forget, uh, bowl. Yeah. Colin is in Holden's room, yes. Is he Colin sleeping? Or is Colin Colin is in Holden's room. Okay. Well, Just don't forget about Holden when you go up there, okay? Okay, All right. All right, everybody. Hey, right, Welcome, one and all, to an atypical recording of 11 O'Clock Comics, live from Casa Wood. Mm-hmm. It's 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 597. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yes. Three more, dude. Yeah, so our recap and then... Oh, no, because we have... So we so <laughs> the week after recap will be six hundred. The that was my favorite. <laughs> that was my favorite. Be, that should be the bumper. And I am Vince P. <laughs> you are. I am David A. Price. It's like the dude praying to the coke bottle. Well, uh, the guys must be crazy. <laughs> And I'm the Kambi Mutumbo. No, you're not. You're not Mutumbo. You are Jason Wood, everybody. <laughs> and uh, that was an awesome intro. It, it set the tone for what's going to happen because we are live here in Jason's home because what's happening tomorrow? Sedos Edos. Yes, we're getting on a plane and winging it out to Chicago to be with everybody at C2E2. It's going to be amazing, but we need to do dil do. Due diligence and get an episode out. And, uh, well, we got a lot of stuff planned for you tonight, so we're going to have fun. Indeed. Yes. And uh, if you would like to get your comics cheap, get them fast, get them delivered right to your doors. Only one place to go, and that is Discount Comic Book Service. DCBService.com. One more time. You do it. Discount Comic Book Service. DCBService.com. There you go. Where you'll get your books delivered right to your door. The list of specials are many this month, and they are fabulous. But we've selected three. Uh, First up, it's Avengers No Road Home Trade Paperback. If you're reading this thing, issue six just kicked it all into super high gear. It is uh, Al Ewing, Mark Wade, a bunch of beautiful people, uh, Paco Medina on art, and Sean Izaske, is it? Uh, this is a twenty nine ninety nine trade paperback, but no way, sir, you are going to pay fourteen ninety nine because you're smart. And go to DCBService.com. Next up from DC, it's the Batman Last Night on Earth number one of three. 
Snyder and Capullo. He doesn't care. Um, Sorry. Cover price five ninety nine. Your Open price two dollars and ninety nine cent. And last but certainly not least in our hearts, it's Kevin Eastman. Love him so much. Drawing blood spilled ink number one of four. Three ninety nine cover price. You can has it for forty five percent off. Two dollars and nineteen cents. Respect. Yes. Respect. I mean, uh, how long have you been a customer of DCD service? Did you start after our show? No. No. Because no. I know you had your, your store on the green or whatever. Yeah, but that was... Um, Comics on the green. Right. Dave became... There was a time when uh, Dave... Well, still, he doesn't order all that heavily on the independents. Can't. These right. guys can't. They can't. And I'm, I'm strong in the independents. So okay. I got... Um, I got a little verklempt, and I sought out an alternative right. solution. And then I would I would get the superhero stuff at Dave's, and I would get the um, independent stuff at DCBS. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it just snowballed. Why would you go anywhere else? He couldn't meet the discount that they would provide. So sure. he was like, no hard feelings, yeah. dude. You know. But. Well, I was a mail-order comics customer. Really? Wow. Um, because I lived in the Burbs in Jersey, and... Just didn't have the time being a young parent to go to a store. I was actually going to Midtown, believe it or not. I was going to Midtown on a regular basis. I didn't count. But Midtown's expensive, even with the discount. Right. And it was starting to add up because I was getting more and more comics. And, um, yeah, so I did mail-order comics for, like, probably three years. And then I switched over after uh, meeting the Merklers at uh, um, at uh, one of the early cons through through the CGS guys. Right. And then, yeah, so I think it's been 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. There was a um, there was a newsletter, I think CBEM, and I won one of their trivia contests one one week. Mm-hmm. And what was the question? I, I wish I remembered now. I might still have the fucking email. Who's the greatest comic creator? <laughs> Matt Wagner. <laughs> well, living or dead? Um, living. Uh, the uh, so I won. And they sent me, the gift was um, a trade about, it was either the return of, but it was, it was the Electric Blue Superman. So it was a collection of those stories. And the book came from DCBS. Oh, it was a letter in there, like an invoice and everything. That was the first time I'd heard of them. Oh. It, it didn't register. And then you investigated. So they didn't stock trades on the separate? Right. Mm. So... Um, I didn't start buying from them until I started listening to CGS. Oh, so that was before CGS 300? Yes. Wow. I didn't go to 300. I went to 100 and 200. 100, okay. I met you at 100. I went to 200. I never went to 300, love, so I never met. first sight. I saw him from across the room. He, from and, across and, the parking lot. And those eyes. And he gave me the CD. I was like, oh my God. That must be. This is the man of my dreams. Well, never, never. And then we met you and you screwed it all up. <laughs> well, I was trying to think. So, but... When I met you at one of the CGS events, staff wasn't there. Right, so it must have been 300. But I met you before. Yeah, but we were just like... So Whatever. You were probably like, oh, this, it's a, this, this, this is this arrogant <laughs> bastard. <Yeah. laughs> this Deadpool freak. Yeah, Who is no, this? That's true. No. I knew... I knew Because it was you and Marty. Yes. Oh, it's and always. I kept thinking you didn't like it because I kept trying to talk your ear off and you kept just giving me the, the Vince like cold shoulder. But now that you know, it wasn't anything nah, personal, nah, right? Yeah. Imagine my shock when a few months later you're like, "Want to be on a podcast?" I'm yeah. like, "I thought you didn't like me." No, I loved you. <laughs> you're just a little intimidating. It was Daph that didn't you're... like me. 
I don't know about that. Because it's, so, it's also that, you know, who killed the Bolton. So. <laughs> that bottle in front of you is, is very odd looking. What is that? Well, it's our, we're going to do, it's our, we're going to do a, a live drink roll call. Oh, nice. Now we all have separate, we are going to have other drinks as well tonight, but this is our, our Maybe. Favorite. I don't have one yet. I don't have a. No. Because, well, as I explained why, I don't understand why. I get it. Yeah. But, um, so one of our listeners, uh, a gentleman who lives across the pond, as they say, Mr. Darren McGuire, was kind enough to uh, send me a bottle of Connemara, hope I'm saying it right, peated single malt Irish whiskey from the Kilbegin Distilling Company. And it is a, a beautiful green glass bottle, uh, very apropos for it just being uh, St. Patrick's Day. Look at that. And like he, he, it. he wanted to send it in time for us to be able to share it together, knowing we would be together. So it's for all of us. And he, uh, he was totally cool. He said, listen, I know this probably might not be your thing because... Vince and I especially aren't whiskey drinkers, but uh, he likes the stuff, and uh, so I poured us each a little, like a shot's worth. Thanks. So we're gonna we're gonna try it on air. Thank and, you. Uh, oh, jumping Jesus! I know it's it's definitely strong. <laughs> so uh, che- well, let's cheers to Darren. Let's cheers oh, to Darren. Thank you, Darren. Darren, thank you so much. And uh, so down good. the hatch. Drink the whole thing. It's strong. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, it is, uh, yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's, it, I like the smoke, actually. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there's a little there's smoke. There's a smoke there, right? There's, there's a little a, fire, too. There's, there's for sure smoke, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have some on the rocks. Now, is that what peated means? No, peated is mostly scotch. You'll you'll, you'll taste oh. the peat moss in the scotch. That, that's peated. Wow. Whew. Uh, these, are I, not, these are not whiskey drinks. If I drink more of this, I would get turned. But uh, but thank you so much. Either way, Darren, it's really really nice. It's I like it. I just shit. don't know if I can handle it. Yeah. So I'm going to sip a little more here, and then uh, I'm going to move to Two Roads Pilsner. Yes, and I will move to Shiner Wicked Ram. That's dirty. IPA. Nice. Oof. This, this is coming home. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Full disclosure. I think we're going to let Dad take it home because he'll be the one that puts it to work. But. Nice. This will be next week's drink roll call, too. <laughs> I'm just going to... Respect. Do you mind if I move these? No, of course we, not. We yeah, can't I'm, eat these. Yeah. I know we can. There's no bowls in there. It's like... Relax. <laughs> it's got the salsa out here. It looks chunky as hell. I like that. That's medium. All right. We'll get into that. Yeah. So what else, fellas? Are we excited? Oh, man. I'm I'm turnt. I, I just... I need to be there. Like tomorrow. And not so much the con, but it's, it's just everybody that's gathered for the con that yeah. I, I want to be with. We've talked about this before when we've done C2E2, but it's so weird that C2E2 feels like our home show since we're all from the East Coast. Right. But I think, first of all, I didn't go, but you you two and Chris obviously had that that first seminal, uh, was it Wizard World, right? We met, we finally met Chris face-to-face at Wizard World. That's yeah. what I'm saying, but that was the that was like, well, Chris was the instigator. Yeah. We had started doing this show when you took a trip to, you went to another, was it, you went to two, right? Because... You guys went to a Chicago con before, like right when we started the show, and I didn't go with you guys. That was yeah. C two E two. Yeah. No, that was the first C two E two. Probably because you went to Windy City. We never went to Windy City. Right. Okay. Okay. So yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I think because I mean, I guess because Chris was Chicago, so our first few cons were Chicago based. But it also just seems like for some reason we're popular at AF in the Midwest. We have a lot of like. Well, they're all crazy. That'd be crazy. So, but I don't want to lay it all on Chris's shoulders. He was instrumental in getting oh, no, but I'm saying like, Dap and I to do a yeah, podcast. Yeah. But we would have done it anyway. Right, but what I'm saying is, is is we go to New York every year, and technically that would be our home show. It should be. 
and and we once we got you off of your lazy ass to come to Heroes with us, you fell in love Look with that at show. This, yep. But there's just something special about Chicago when it comes, to, I think, to just our peoples. Though it right. seems like Chicago is always where we hang and see more of our yeah, peoples. There's there's Heroes. Heroes is a great comic convention, and and you have you have the places you guys you can hang out. But Chicago is. Huh? Um, <laughs> I like it. But Chicago is there's a as as cool as C two E two is. Chicago, the city, has so much love, I think, for us. But it, it, there's, there's, why? There's a lot to do. I mean, I they're think all our the, friends. The, the, like because Charlotte, Charlotte's a banker's town. There's not much going on at night in Charlotte. Food. The food is great in yes. Charlotte, but I, but I don't know. Though. I think that I think maybe we used to think that, but then once we you got to venture out, out. Cliff and Justin, right. we realize like yeah, if you if you just venture out, and, right. And I think Uber changed that because we used to feel like a highway true, anywhere. True, true. I mean, because the last two heroes we've we've we've, we've actually it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but there's there's just something about after hours at the con for C two E two, and it is, and, and I think something a little more special for me at least is that we're not there every year now. For sure. So yeah. so there's that yeah. absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. We're 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 happy. We're excited to be back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of one of the reasons I'm happy we're skipping heroes because I mean we, we you and I haven't I mean we've been to heroes what like four years in a row. Uh, three, because we didn't go to three yeah. or four, right? But uh, but skipping this year, as much as I'm going to once while it's happening, I'm going to be salty that we're not there. But I agree with you, just like with CT two. I'm excited at not going because it'll make me really excited to go back next year. I'm still a little sad we're not going to Heroes. What my point is is, is to David's <clears throat> point. Imagine how excited you'll be when next year. if we go next year because it, it'll have been two years. It'll feel great. Right. Do we have any? I have a thank you. Do we have any thank yous? Um, well, the other than the Irish whiskey. Okay. Um, I, I think we shouted out Ray last week, right? Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have a rather long-winded shout out because the box that came mm-hmm. was gigantic. It was stuffed with things, and it was uh, jealous. You should be. Okay. It w- it was courtesy of Dominic Navarra. I do not know Dominic. He will be at C two E two, so hopefully we'll run into him. Is he in the Facebook group? I'm asking Vince if someone's in the Facebook group. Right? Is yeah. Vince in the Facebook group? Well, he did contact me via Facebook Messenger, so I'm yeah. going to say yes. Okay? Just so, it was a box of... He hit me up on the Messenger. He's like, hey, you mind if I... I said, yeah, okay, sure. Gave him my address, and this box comes, and it's it's fairly heavy. There was beer and comics wow. in the box. Two 32-ounce cans of uh, Fifth Point and Oswald... That Oswald IPAs from the Woods Boss Brewing Company, a can of New Belgium Liquid Paradise IPA, and it was nestled in a what do you call them? Cozies? Yes. Um, a koozie. A mm-hmm. A Wax Tracks Record Kilgore Books Beer Cozy. Nice. Then there was some Dragon Ball stickers in there, a, soci- a Cartoonist Society button. Mm-hmm. He gave me a Jack Chick tract. Specifically, keep the secret. It's got the devil on the front of it, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, then the comics proper: Box Brown's Power Man, The Fifth Window by Amara Leipzig, an original and excellent drawing of the Swamp Thing that uh, Dominic drew. Mm-hmm. It's on a looks like a backer board size. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Um, the Holland Files number three. The International Swamp Thing fanzine, which I've never heard about, was published recently. 
And inside the fanzine, there's Dominic has an illustration of Swampy. Uh-huh. And uh, he also gave me a Swamp Thing fan club membership card and a button, which I'm going to have on my jacket at mm-hmm. C2E2. Uh, a fanzine called Bubbles, number one, which is subtitled An Independent Fanzine About Comics and Manga. And I open it up, Hideshi Hino inside. Ooh. Like, dude, you're speaking right to my heart, right? He gave me Nightwatch, number 13, the eye-searing psychedelic issue. And last, oh, not last, but penultimate, David Questar. Remember Questar? Yes. He gave me issue number nine, which was published in October 1980, which was the Frazetta issue. Now, full disclosure, I, I have a copy, but my cover has since long mm-hmm. fallen, fallen off. Mm-hmm. This is a covered copy. Nice. So, they have come together. And lastly, mm-hmm. he gave me some found art, too. Work. He was walking somewhere, and he looks down, and he, and he sees a, a child's drawing. So he's like, I'm going to pick this up. And it is a, a drawing, of a typical child drawing a house, uh-huh. and blah, blah, blah. And the, the son looks like a UFO. And he goes, every one of these things in the package were annotated. There was stickers, post-its on every piece in the box saying... This is a great fanzine. This is what, you know, I'm in here on page, blah, blah, blah. But the the found art said, I think this kid saw a UFO. (laughs) So it was an amazing package. And and my daughter was watching me as I was taking everything out of the box. And she goes, why do people like you? (laughs) I'm like, I don't know, but I hope they never stop. Yeah. So I have to say, Dominic, oh, man, brother, I want to give you a big old hug. We got to meet up at C2E2. Yes. Dominic Navarra. Yeah. That name sounds crazy familiar. That's amazing. You I know, thought Dave Navarro. Oh, exactly. Like, sure. you know, James, yeah. but no. And I used to work with a guy named Dominic Navin. Uh-huh. Hmm. You know, uh, your point about your kids saying that to you is funny because uh, about a week ago, Colin, my oldest, said to me, similar, he was like, a week, I, oh, so I got Ray's package, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, Dad, he's like, how many packages do you get sent from listeners this year? <laughs> right. And I said, buddy, it's a humbling thing. I mean, we get sent a lot. And he's like, but I don't, he's like, how do they know, how do they get here? And I said, what do you mean? He's like, you don't give all these people our address, right? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. He's like, wait, what? And I'm like, well, people like reach out and say, hey, I, I have something I'd like to send you and the guys. Can I have your addresses? And he said, you give our home address out to people, strangers across the world? Hell yeah. And I said, first of all, they're not strangers. He's like, no, they are strangers. Like, they listen to your show, but you don't know most of them personally. I'm like, well, yeah. you know, I'm like, okay, whatever. They're not complete strangers. And he was just mortified. He's like, can't you, like, afford, like, a P.O. box or something? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you know what? I said, I, I understand I the point of the question. But, you know, knock on wood, at this point, the kind of, I said the, 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 the horse has left the barn, right? Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, we have been getting stuff now for over a decade, and knock on wood, nothing, nothing ever. And of all of us, I think you're... Your seclusion, your, your your location is is our crack security. Yeah, yeah. yeah Can you do that again? I like that. Yeah. Wow, between that and all the I know, right? All kinds of sound effects. Yeah, who's great? Who's the, Is it Michael? What was the dude from uh, Police Academy? Oh, Michael Winslow. Michael Winslow. Yeah, yeah. AKA the black guy. The black guy. Right? <laughs> is he still alive? Yes. Yeah, pretty sure he's still alive. Damn, he needs to get. He's, he's probably a C three two. I think C three two told me I should go to his panel. <laughs> Dude, so first of all, much respect to Reed, 
who who puts on most of the big cons each year, including New York Comic Con and Emerald City and C2E2. So so the latter two being two of our three that we go to a lot. But I got an email from uh, the ice melt quickly. Wow! I got an email from Reed saying, "Oh, Jason, uh, here's your personalized recommendations for panels we think you would enjoy at C2E2." And I thought, well, that's interesting. Like, right? Like, first, you know, I was curious. Like, oh, that's cool. Like, are they, because they're presumably sending it out to the 50,000 people that, that have signed up. Um, much love to read. I mean, they, they, they treat us right. They give us press access. Like, I got all the love for you in the world. But your AI, quote unquote, that went into recommendation engine is busted. Because the three things you said you wanted me to attend or thought I would love to attend are a, a Billy Zapka from Karate Kid session. Which that's not happening. That's not happening. Yeah. Um, a uh, a uh, upper deck card game mm. session. Uh, what what game? No idea. Oh, maybe that one was meant for me. Maybe it was. And the last one was I can't even remember. But it was uh, it was equally not uh, <laughs> not of my not own. targeted. No, no. It, was, it was none of these things were things that I would be, you know, be probably a cosplay thing. I think it might have been. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, but uh, but that's a, a minor nit. It just struck me as funny because, uh, I don't know, the recommendation engine needs more data. It needs more of my tracking data from data Facebook drop. or something. I guess they couldn't cut a deal with Facebook to tell them all about me. So, so what are we reading? We've got lots of stuff. Yeah? Yeah. But nobody read anything from this week other than me, right? No, but I want to hear you speak on it because it's intriguing. What, what well, you told me so far has me... Even more excited for this book. Yeah. I, uh, so, Avengers: No Road Home, number six. Um, and apologies to you, non-Marvel listeners out there, because you're probably getting sick and tired of us talking about every right. Issue. Every it's almost we, we every did the same episode thing with, with No Surrender. Yeah, we did. We talked about every issue, for but now. then we took a break towards the end. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. yeah. Shocking. Um, so, my booze haven't read it yet, so I'm not going to go into huge detail. But uh, it's another cracking, awesome issue. I actually liked it more than the fifth issue, frankly. Um, well, I don't think we talked about the fifth issue, fifth issue either. Uh, uh, someone led out with it one episode. Well, we, did, we, didn't, we didn't go deep on yeah. it. Well, at the end of the fifth issue, and, and spoil Last week, right. Right, spoilers to anybody that has, isn't caught up. At the end of the fifth issue, um, as they're all battling for the shards with Nyx and her crew, uh, the Immortal Hulk kills, um, what's, I can't think of his name right now, um, her son. The, oh, one of them? Uh, the, the, God, the, the statue one. Um, I can't think of his name offhand, but... The, the Hulk, Mercury analog? Yeah, uh, the Hulk snaps his neck right. and gets the shard, and no one else can get their shards, but the Hulk has his, the one shard, and uh, who sharded. And um, <laughs> and Scarlet Witch, who's been blinded uh, you know, during the, the run um, to escape, goes through one of Voyager's portals and ends up in the last page of issue five in the Hyborian Age, standing oh, next to Conan. Oh and yes, so Conan is in fact in this Avengers crossover. Uh, and then at the uh, the final page, the credits page, um, the uh, Jim Zub, one of the three writers, uh, gushes poetically about his absolute adoration for Conan and how at the Marvel retreat where they were setting this up, he begged to allow Conan to be in this uh, miniseries. And uh, CB and the crew were like, sure, you know, go for it. So issue six is in a lot of ways. If you've ever read Conan, it's it's a Conan comic. It's it's Scarlet Witch's, you know, uh, and it makes you know it's, it's actually pretty well thought out to have of all the heroes of all the Avengers to send in the Hyperion Age to have Scarlet Witch be sent made a lot of sense. She's a beautiful 
gypsy woman. She's a she's you know wields magic, mm-hmm. so it fits into like Conan isn't put off by her. Like he's right. like, oh, you're, you know, he thinks she, you know she's a witch. So, um, and they go on a journey. Like a you know, uh, she explains why she's there and uh, who she's trying to avoid, and, and also that she's looking for the shard. So he goes on a quest with her, you know, and, and the whole issue is basically like many Conan issues I've read, where he's you know she's trying to get a sense of who he is, and they're battling. There's a great Sean Azakse, the artist, does it. Um, it's a great like tarantula esque spider esque kaiju monster that they fight. It, you know, amazing, amazing rendering. Um, but as I told Vince, and I'm going to spoil this because it is it is fascinating. Um, they imply, and again, it's a loose implication, but they imply in the book that the immortal Hulk is in fact Krom. How cool is that? Come on, dude. Because, that is so cool. Because Conan, as they're on their journey, is talking to Scarlet Witch. You know, who are you? What's your power? You know, who do you who do you worship? And you know, he keeps, of course, when he's fighting, always saying by Crom or whatever. She's like, yeah. who's this Crom person? You know, he, he said many times, you don't pray to Crom. Exactly. Yeah. So he tells her, like, like he's like, woman, you don't, you know, you don't. Crom doesn't bestow, right? Right. Yeah. But he calls him like the 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 god on the mountain. He's like the god on the mountain is Crom, and he you know he he doesn't he doesn't offer you know you know he was like he, basically he doesn't suffer fools like you know we don't we don't pray we don't ask for favors from Crom. And then he has a vision one night where, and it's a vision of the immortal Hulk who had just snapped uh, the Nix's son's head. And Hawkeye's like, "Dude, did you did you kill him?" And uh, and Hulk's like, "Yeah, bro, I, I snapped his neck in combat." He's like, "Would you rather me have shot him from afar with a bow and arrow when I was my ninety pound phone? You know, total, just, total, total. And shirt. I thought I held a grudge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you could be. Well, you do, but the immortal death. Yeah, the immortal death. But um, in any event, uh, Hulk has the shard and and crushes the shard, and he's imbued with the power of Nick, so he becomes like Grey Hulk, a version of Grey Hulk. So he's like mad powered now. He's Is like, he smarter though? Same. Smart. Well, no, yeah, same he's, just, he's pretty yeah. smart now. But he's got some kind of godlike power, and Conan is seeing this as a vision, and. Conan is like, who are you? And the Hulk says, I'm a, I'm, he's like, are you, are you speaking about me? I'm the beast on the mountain, or I'm the, I'm the, be- I'm the beast god from the mountain. So in other words, like, so again, like, they're not necessarily that, like, Hulk is really Krom. Right. But in this vision, Hulk, Krom is like, the Conan's like, is this Krom? Like, this might be Krom. It's a good way to get Conan yeah. under your thumb if he, cool. if he thinks that this yeah, person should cool. be followed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then they, I mean, they continue on their quest. They're basically trying to find this, um, it's a, a crow, like it's a, it's a sect of, of evil sorcerers in in, Hy- in, in Hyboria that uh, wear um, crow out like crow head dresses. You know they like worship the crow because it's like a I guess a, a dark a dark magic animal. And um, and then so I won't. But like at the end, some shit happens with the crow cult, and uh, let's just say like further pulls in the idea of the Hyborian age in Samaria with uh, with with our with our sort of continuity. But it's a cracking good. It's awesome. It's awesome. Mm, I'm wondering if Thulsa Doom's going to pop yet. up. Not yet. Okay. Yeah. So continue I, thumbs up. I, I think it's a great idea. I'm, I saw a bunch of comments when um, this issue was uh, solicited. Like, nah, I'm not having it. Not Conan with the Avengers. But, like, why not? Who cares? I mean, just play around with it. Yeah, it's, it doesn't have to be permanent. But right. Savage Avengers would lend one to believe otherwise, right? I hope. I mean, not necessarily. It could be a, a brief appearance. I don't know. I want to see him in the Marvel universe. Mm. I just I might, because I love Conan, and I love. But Rob, don't you love Conan for what he is, though? 
I love the character of Conan. Right. And and the character can add spice to what we have now. I even if he's I just feel used like so to the Conan point of analogs already in the Marvel universe, right? Well, Conan is not an analog. There's analogs of Conan. I said Conan analogs. Right. But what I what would be nice is for me if we would dispense with all the multiple Wolverines and the many Wolverine appearances and let's just do all Conan. Let's make Conan and everything. That's a hard pass. Make him the new Wolverine. That's a hard pass. <laughs> but you said Robert E. Howard, right? Synchronicity. I have something that I read. In fact, you do. That is... Uh, I was going to read... I thought it was one issue, and I'm like, oh, I'll read the issue. But then I saw it was five issues, and I thought, I don't have time. To read it's it. so good. No, I'm going to read it, but it's I was so going to try and read it to talk to be able to follow along, but I, I didn't have time to read five issues. Right. It is from Dynamite. And it is a five-issue miniseries called Red Sonia Tarzan. Now, you're probably wondering, how does one reconcile the meeting between Robert E. Howard's Red Sonia, the fire-haired she-devil, a gal we all know thanks to uh, Roy Thomas? And this got me thinking, if it wasn't for Roy Thomas, Red Sonia would be a blip. She, the the story in which Red Sonia appeared, mm-hmm. uh, Shadow of the Vulture, yes, um, she's Sonia of Rogatino, and it, it takes place in the 16th century. She's nothing like the the Red Sonia you know. Mm-hmm. That's all Roy Thomas. Roy Thomas wanted to inject something else okay. into the Conan mythology, so he said, "Okay, Robert E. Howard created this character. Let's bring her into the Hyborian Age and." You know, we'll see what happens, mm-hmm. and the rest is history. So it, it's all on the shoulders of Roy Thomas, who I don't think gets enough credit mm-hmm. for this version of Robert E. Howard's Red Sonia. But anyway, mm-hmm. so so how do you take Red Sonia, who lived in a very specific time period, according to Roy Thomas, the Hyborian Age, and John Clayton, a.k.a. Lord Greystoke, a.k.a. Tarzan of the Manjani, right? Arguably mm-hmm. Edgar Rice Burroughs most famous creation, right? So Tarzan's stories, his adventures, took place in the early 1900s, while Sonia's escapades, at least those made possible through Roy Thomas, blah, 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 um, we're talking the Hyborian Age, which occurred roughly around 10,000 BC. Okay. So how does Red Sonia meet Tarzan? Right? Mm-hmm. How could they possibly meet? Well, when you have a scribe as capable of Gail Simone crafting the tale. Shout out. Yes. The creative possibilities are endless, and they are very com- compelling. And I'm going to explain. There's two incidents that start off this, uh, this miniseries. Um, they're wronged. Tarzan and Red Sonia are wronged by somebody. This despicable villain of the miniseries. In Sonia's case, one day she was as she very often is, she was stinking drunk and she's walking around, she's got the bottle and she's in the chain, chain mail bikini and she's, blah, 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 you know, and she's challenged by a scarred woman named Stephanie. Stephanie. Um, and she calls her out. She has a scar across her eye like, like cable. You know? Okay. Is she hot otherwise? <sighs> she's attractive. She's not, she's not a, a looker. Okay. You know? Uh, even more so because she's scarred. And there's a reason why she's scarred. I, I'll, I'll get into that. So she's challenged by this woman named Stephanie. And they, they, they clash swords. And all the while, Sonia's clinging to her bottle of hooch. She's fighting this, this woman, who's an expert swordswoman. Is, is Sonia prone to the drink? Yes. 
Yeah. So she's basically just female Conan. Yes. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So she's got the bottle of hooch and she's fighting and 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 they're watched from a distance by a pair of people. There's a a, a German, uh, an Aryan man named Carl. <laughs> There's a reason why they're named so mundanely, right? And and their master, this hulking man mountain named Essen Duel, two U's in Duel. And so Stephanie puts up a, a decent challenge, but it's obvious to all that Sonia is the better fighter. Mm-hmm. And Essen Duel orders Carl to shoot Sonia's horse, Clover, and also put one in Sonia as well. Sonia goes down. He shoots her in the arm. She's bleeding. She goes down. And this uh, duel verbally abuses her. He, he tells her that she's a typical woman, all orifice and no balls. This guy's a real peach. you got to read this miniseries. Hashtag um, me too. He, he hacks off her braid, and the, the event has a debilitating effect on Red Sonia. It saps her spirit. Um, you know, Sonia's a fighter, and she's a drinker, and she just has this love of life. And mm-hmm. this event kind of puts her in a really dark place, and uh, she's wandering and, and out of sorts. And she seeks out this woman named Traveler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have one. She seeks out this woman named Traveler, who is a shapely witch from Dynamite Swords of Sorrow event. And who wrote... Oh, I remember that. Yes. Who wrote the main series of Swords of Sorrow? Was it Gail? It was Gail. It was Gail. Right? So Sonya wants to, desperately wants to remove this Essen duel from the world, but needs the Traveler's skills to help her do it. Now, on the Tarzan side, he's pulled into Essen duels machinations after a hunting expedition this duel and his posse are hunting thylacines you know what a thylacine is it's a dog-headed marsupial i had to look it up because i did not know what a thylacine was um and these things are just on the precipice of extinction um so they're they're hunting and they kill the male thylacine and essen duels like well Kill them all. Kill the mother and the pups. And this this guy hunts to extinction. He will purposely hunt things that are on the verge of extinction in order for no other hunter to come in and claim the same trophy okay. that he does. Right. He's an asshole. Right. This guy is a dickhead asshole, right? So um, the, the guide that's on the expedition is like, you can't kill the pups. Because they're the last of their kind. And uh, they're like, you better shut your mouth because if you keep talking, it's not going to be pretty. And he gets in their face and he's killed. They kill the guard, uh, the guide, sorry. And and uh, the deal is this Essen Duel wants to purchase the ancestral lands of a very destitute Paul Darnot, who happens to be a very close friend of Tarzan's. So Lord Greystoke steps in. He arrives at Duel's um, estate to turn the tide in his friend's favor. But uh, Duel has heard of Tarzan's reputation and says, Hey, come here. I, I, I know you're a hunter. I am too, right? Let me show you around. And I, I got something really special to show you. So he takes him to... Uh, he shows him his collection, let's just say. And uh, this guy's collection is a number of animals held captive in deplorable conditions. One of them is Tantor, the elephant, whom Duel admits to have beaten many times, and an ape of the Manjani, 
right? And this ape reaches out to Tarzan. He's on his back. He's he's near death. He's tired, and he just he, he's treated mistreated. And Tarzan communicates with him. So obviously, if you have abused animals caged, living in their own filth, what's Tarzan going to do? He's not going to take it too kindly, right? Tarzan freaks out, and um, he reveals to Duel that he's purchased every scrap of land around Darno's estate for a mile in every direction. So even if this Duel guy manages to buy it, he can't get to his land. So this pisses Duel off, and not long after, he sends Tarzan a couple of packages. One is an umbrella holder made from the foot of Tantor the elephant, and the other is uh, the ape, and he's moments away from death. And the ape basically dies in Tarzan's hand. So Tarzan's like, fuck this. I'm not having it. This guy needs to be put down. Immediately, Red Sonia shows up. What? Red Sonia shows up in the 1920s, and she's got period-specific a, a gown on, and she says, we have a problem. And Tarzan's like, I don't even know who the hell you are. Uh-huh. What do you mean we have a problem? She said, this, this Essen duel, you pissed him off. And what he's going to do is, he's going to hunt down and kill every one of your family. And so um, that's Korak, Korak's wife, uh, Tarzan's grandson, all the Manjani apes, the Waziri tribe. Like this, Essen Duel wants to eliminate them all because he feels slighted at what Tarzan has done. So how the hell is all this possible, right? How is Tarzan talking to Red Sonia in the same time period? Um, how can this Essen Duel guy exist in two times? My phone exist in two time periods. The answer is very simple: the Swords of Sorrow, a miniseries which I did not read, but apparently the Traveler creates blades called the Swords of Sorrow, and they control both time and dimension. Okay. And this Essen Duel guy just happens to have a Sword of Sorrow, so he's leaping around time, doing everything he wants. Um, Sonia went to the Traveler, and she transported her to Tarzan's time frame. But it, this miniseries, if you're an Edgar Rice Burroughs fan or a Robert E. Howard fan, there is tons in this miniseries that's going to just like light a fire under your ass. Uh, Korak, the killer, isn't it? Tarzan's son, have you ever read a, a Korak comic book? No. Tarzan's son kills. He goes, it's like, um, what's Wolverine's kid? Dakin. Mm-hmm. He goes, well, Wolverine's a killer too, but um, Korak goes that extra mile. He doesn't hesitate to, to, to kill. Where Tarzan, only if he has to, sure. he does it. Um, Essendul's birthplace will be very familiar to Robert E. Howard readers. Why, why am I even saying that? What would you assume? Essendul is a Sumerian. Aha. Yes. Makes sense with the name. Yes. H.G. Yeah. Uh, Wells makes an appearance. Really? Tarzan goes to H.G. Wells and he says, we have a problem. Huh. I need to get to a very specific time. And H.G. Wells is like, I can't let you have it. And Tarzan's like, no, I need it. He's like, the Brit. fucking time machine. He takes H.G. Wells' time oh, that's machine. That's cool. I respect for that. And it's a design reminiscent of the, the George Powell movie. It looks like just like the George Powell. Um, and the story culminates in a place where the sun is a liar and time worked in pockets. And you know, if you're a Burroughs fan, you know what I'm talking about, but I'm not going to spoil it. Um, 
and there's one really neat scene where Tarzan doesn't really trust Red Sonia. Why would he? He just met her. Uh, but she proves herself, and he says, come here. And he takes a knife out, he cuts his palm, and he cuts her palm, and he smushes them together, oh, and, he, and he says, guess what? And all through the whole miniseries, Sonia is like, I have no one. I'm a wanderer. I have no family. I'm alone. I got nothing. And now here I am. They took my braid. They took my horse. I got nothing but this this thirst for vengeance against this this Essen duel guy. And Tarzan said, "You are now a member of the clan Greystoke." Uh huh. It's awesome. So from now on, forevermore, whenever I see Red Sonia, she's a Greystoke. I like that, dude. But there's one thing about this miniseries that kind of... I had to give it a little bit of a side eye. Mm -hmm. They talk up Essendul like, oh, he's very, very powerful and he has allies. And there's a full-page splash of Essendul um, surrounded by Tharks from Edgar Rice uh, Burroughs' Mars books. Sure, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And in the background... Yeah, yeah, okay. In the background... There's a tripod. So it's strongly implied that the Martians in H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds were the same Martians in Edgar Rice Burroughs' Mars books. And I'm not sure I like that. Well, it's funny that you bring that up then. Have you not seen the solicits? Dude. No. He's, yeah. Yeah. Mars Attacks. He was all, he, he even Mars. gifted. So how do you not, how can you just say what you said and then be down with that? Because one's one's a warlord of Mars right. fighting Mars. Martian. They could be there. a faction somewhere else. Right. But to say that the tripods that terrorized yeah. the Earth in H.G. Wells' legendary radio broadcast were Barsoomian? What? It. I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not. Why not? It doesn't make me feel Punisher out of Frankenstein, dude. Yeah, it doesn't make me feel out of sorts, Hulk but I, I I need to think about it for a little while. Okay, right, you think on it. I think about it. Sounds good. It's art awesome. Fight, right? Yes, the art. Ooh, I, 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 no, no, There's I didn't. Pause. I didn't mention pause it. There. The yeah. art is by uh, Walter Giovanni, with oh, Walt. with color by Adriano August, Augusto. Oh yeah, I love but that. no. God, I love you. And I, should get, I let you <laughs> get away with so much. Giovanni's good. He's he's good. But there are still... The, well done, buddy. There's a couple tweaks that need to be made to his female anatomy. But, mm-hmm. to his credit, he inks very reminiscent of Joe Kubert. Okay. So, when you're looking at some of the images, it's like the inking style is very reminiscent of what Joe did on oh, Tarzan. So, it, it fits, right? Hey, you're, you're warming my heart giving this Gail Simone love, though. Yes. Oh, I love Gail. I think she's great. I uh, I shouted her out on Twitter this week. I said she's like the sister I never had. So it's, it's She great. does good work. I'd I've... love to have her on the show. If, I mean, not that Gail isn't on the show, but if someone points this to her in like some kind of a... Uh, what do they call that now when you um, look for yourself on the internet? I feel like there's a term for that. Now. Masturbating? No, 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 no. There's a term like where you're... you're um, I can't think... Like There's a term for when you're kind of like seeking your, your inventions out mm. when someone talks about you on the internet. But I just learned one called shipping. It's right, relationship. We're, we're shipping. Yeah, like when they say you're shipping this comic no, book creator. I just thought it was rela- Oh, well, then that's that. Yeah, but I always think shipping is as relationship. I've heard shipping. this term recently, but what does it mean? He's he's looking at it when that that's new to me. Okay, worshiping no, part of it is term new to me. Up lately, shipping. But shipping, I think it's no, worth shipping. shipping. I don't think oh. it is. I think shipping oh. is like when someone ships like a Cap'n Bucky fanfic. It's their their. their 
they want a relationship between the two. Ooh, uh, no, right. that's not that's, how I got it. Right, no, I know. I, I know. shipped this It's morning. like FTW. It's like we finally realized Twice. with that. Yeah. It's like we well, let's realized. get back to it. So, yes, point let's... being, in, if, if in some way, shape, or form, Gail is uh, sent this because you gushed about her comic. It's about. great. Uh, Gail, we'd love to have you on the show. Yeah, it's great. And to top it off, you got covers by Adam Hughes. Of course. And do. Aaron Lepresti. Of course you of do. Of course. They're awesome. They're just amazing. And it's only a five-issue miniseries. Yeah, good. Dynamite is going to translate this into a 1999 yeah. trade paperback. Fun so fact. When you see it, get it. What? Uh, I gave the Sword of Sorrow miniseries away in a care package uh, a time or two ago. Just the main miniseries or the whole thing? Uh, the, well, there's a miniseries. There's a miniseries, and then it's split off into smaller miniseries. Like six issues, something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's just the main. That okay, was Gail well, Simone. Was it? Yes. I got to be honest, I bought it through DCBS, but I never read it. Yeah. And then I just, I figured it was like so past its time, I just shipped it. I saw how many books were involved in it, and I was it like, was nuts. nah. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was crazy. But if I, this is my one of my goals at C2E2, is to find the collected edition. Oh, easy enough. Because um, Red Sonia, Vampirella, Purgatory is in it. Yeah. Like can, all the chaos. Can I, can I make a recommendation for the first place we should go? To okay. look at it? Yeah. Challengers, Comics Conversation. Nice. Well, I feel like we should. Uh, we haven't been to Chicago for years, but but Patrick and Dow, it's uh, you know Eisner Award winning. Yes, retailer. Well, I mean, I'll be honest. I would like to get it for like ten bucks or less. I mean, they, it's a it's probably a what forty. Are they, what are they heathens? I'm sure they discount. It's probably a forty dollar trade. <laughs> no, it is. It's really thick. It's a thick ass trade. There were many tie-ins. There's and, no such thing as a soft cover trade that's forty dollars. Oh yeah, Dynamite does them. They do omnibus right. size, like the Warlord of Mars and the and the Green Hornet books, the the omnibuses. They're, yeah. they're thirty nine ninety nine. Well, let's transition or more based on that. Uh, obviously, we're going to Chicago tomorrow. We have lots of things we're going to do. We're gonna have a blast. But uh, but you know, commerce is a part of it. This is a collector's hobby that we're in. True that. So uh, aside from the sword of sorrow, <laughs> sword of, of sorrow. Sword of sorrow. Uh, aside from that, what uh, what are you hoping to come home with? I thought about it on the way in, and it nice. came to me. I said, you know what? I've been putting this off for decades. I need a copy of Savage Tales number one. I need it, because it is the first appearance of Man-Thing. The Man-Thing. I need it. Yes. I have it reprinted many, many times, but I need a copy of Savage Tales number one. How much coin you want to drop on it? Hmm. Last time I looked, an unslabbed copy would run eighty to a hundred bucks. Are you willing to drop that much? Shit, yeah. Then um, that, that will you'll you will get me into you will get me into the book into the comic section of of C two E two. I don't. I wasn't sure I would, but but I, to find a, a first appearance comic, right? No, that's yeah. I know. I'm with you. I'm with <laughs> no. you. Right? No. Let's just stop right there. Just there, I wasn't planning on this. Bullshit. Is not the fulcrum. You bullshit. come in whether I right. get it or not. This is yeah. that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, sweet. Um, well, what about what about you, Dad? You got any goodies you're trying to come home with? Um, you can talk about the art too, because I mean, I already know the answer to this. We've, you've got some art coming your way. I do have some art coming my way. Yeah, no, we're 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 good. Square. We're good. Yeah, yeah. He's he's he's. He barely started sketching it, and he's already got it. So, no, no harm, no foul there. By the way, shout out to Vander on that Luke. Finally. Um, Vander gets a shout out. <laughs> I love him. The, uh, Vander's been waiting for a fellow artist to uh, do a commission for him for over a year. Who dis? 
I'm not going to okay, say that. I'll tell you after. But, right. uh, but he, he, the commission is finished as of today, and uh, I don't think it, it didn't turn out the way that he hoped. <sighs> that's such well, a bummer, that, man. Yeah. But when you have to wait for a commission for a year and then it doesn't turn out good, that's rough. That is, that is anyway, rough. Dak, go ahead. Um, actually, I was, I'm in the process of uploading a audio file to our patrons because I chattered a bit on the drive over. Yeah. Look um, at you. Look at you the bonus content. Shit. I no, should have done that. There's nothing to see on the Palisades. It's either that or like, you know, driving to a garage. You know what I did on the way in. Day. Yeah, I do. Oh, Little what? Stevens there, uh, underground garage all the way in. There you go. That's a beautiful, beautiful really? channel. I haven't, I haven't, Come on. I haven't set that one up. Little Steven plays with Bruce Springsteen. No, I know, but what, what do you mean? But what they play? I mean, I know who the person is. But what the, is that? It, it's oh, it's a serious channel. Garage oh, psychedelic go. rock from the fifties to the seventies. Hashtag very, very Ramones. What? Yeah, oh, dude, did you hear my heart break all the way over there? Yeah, I did. No, I'm, I have incredible respect for the Ramones, but I mean, I, I can't fathom a time when I've ever thought like, let me listen to the Ramones. <laughs> That's a problem. That is a problem. But let's get back to Daps. Yeah, let's get back to Daps. I really, I don't, um, there isn't, I don't know. I really don't. This year. You've got some art coming your way, though. Yes. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, as far as like, you know, the dealer section, the, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are, aside from the art that I pre-ordered, the, um, there are a couple of things I want to I want to look for some artists who might be able to handle something I want to get for my wife. Right. Um, because she really enjoyed, she really enjoyed the Captain Marvel movie. And, and to the to the point She's where... She's great taste. Right. But whereas, and I know she loves Guardians of the Galaxy, but when I found out my brother-in-law still hadn't seen it, I said, well, you know, tell him I'll see it again. My wife actually said, I will too. And she has never... 21 Marvel movies has never said, we'll go to the theater to see Damn, it again. Damn, girl power. So, right. So, um, the the scene in the movie where Captain Marvel is in space and she's all glowy and everything, I want to find somebody who can actually accomplish that. Oh, there was one artist oh, that who, who I thought would do it, but he's not doing any color at the show and oh, all his no, pre-shows we'll are fold up. up. We're going to hook that up. Um, so that's that's one thing I'm 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 keeping an eye out for. But okay. as far as like comic book wise, I have my database. I know what things I need to fill gap wise. Yeah. But yeah, so if, if something catches my eye, maybe. But for the most part, and and of course to fill patron packages. But I was going to say. I mean, that is a quest. that's the main thing. I mean, I am I am very much on the hunt for. I'd buy, oh, I'd buy like a, I'd buy like a long box of like right. just just cool just cool runs. Like even not even like miniseries, just like three, four, five issue runs that are cool. Right. Just like just you know. If we can find like 25, 50 cent issues, it would be cool to put in the care packages. Because, yep. uh, you know, I mean, real talk, I mean, the care packages are, are awesome and I think people love them. But, you know, they, I mean, you know, there's, a, we, there's only so many comics you have to give away. Right. So but there, I, there's I, a, I think it makes, it bears mentioning that there's a flood of them going out right now. They're out. No, we, I think. I've heard yeah. from, I've heard yeah. from a few people. No, have, I mean, we all did. We sent, we're, we're caught up. We there's a nice wave of them going yeah, out. Yeah, I got to say, we sent 45. Maybe more, but around yeah. forty-five out uh, in the past couple weeks, and um, uh, yeah. So if 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 you're listening to this, and, and this is a, obviously a small percentage of you listeners, but if you listen to this and you're a patron who feels as though you're due a care package and you haven't received your care package, yeah. just just hit us up because we really do, based on our database, we're caught up. 
yeah. which is the first time in a while, and we thank you for your patience. Um, and when you get your care package, if you would do us a solid and let us know yes. yeah, that's that, really that you received it, and maybe, you know, be like Dap, take a picture of it, and, and put it on, yeah. you know, social media and say, yo, look what I got. The socials. I put signed issues in my oh, care that's package. Awesome. That's I think awesome. I have too. I've I've a couple Ron Mars, couple. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, artifacts. I sent. Uh, I believe it was Dan Bryan out oh, nice. in California. I sent him artifacts, and I know a few of those. That's were a great series. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. That's so, something um, I'm going to reread. Since so. you guys are always looking for reasons to uh, to to comb the vendors, I have another quest. Yeah. You know the one addiction of our hobby that I haven't fallen prey to is action figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so here's the thing. Marvel Legends has put out a lot of figures. Yes. Yeah. So, as it turns out now, especially um, they're they're putting out a they're putting out a uh, a rock python figure with this next this next which is like Tom at digging digging deep right, but there are now seven Serpent Society members as Marvel Legends figures, which we're getting to the point now like we're we're starting to accumulate like that's a decent chunk yeah. So I I'm now on the quest to have all the Serpent Society figures. Okay. Cuz you don't have a Marvel Legends Deadpool, do you? I do. I have a Marvel Legends X-Force Deadpool, the original Deadpool, the gray one, the one in the gray. Oh, uh, you have the red and black? No. I have a Domino Marvel Legends, which uh and I have a um uh a Phantom X. I have a, there's a three. Would you like a Deadpool? Of course. You have a brother up? Done. Oh, sick. No. Um and uh, all right, cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm on that art hustle. I was telling Vince before we recorded. Shout out to our boy Justin, who is like uh, the uh, the Daniel son to my Mr. Miyagi. Um, I didn't think I would ever meet someone that got as many pre-show commissions as I do, and he is he is lapping me this con. He's lapping me. So it's true. I've created a monster. It's nuts. Yeah. And he's like, and 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 I said, I told Vince, he's like, it's like a machine. As soon as he's got like 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 keywords built into like a, a crawler, the second someone goes on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, saying I'm going to be a TT2, he's like got like, hey, could you let me know your right? Like he's like on That's it. That's true. Yeah. Absolutely, one hundred percent. It's nuts. The man is just and here's like, and I and and you know Jason can can attest to this. I that there was there was a little bit of um as, as he mentioned with the whole. Artist Alley and the commissions. Um, there was a slight tinge, not regret, no regrets, not even a single. No regrets. There's no, no regrets. There's uh, spaghetti. Uh, maybe some, maybe some buyer's remorse ahead of time, like like because I. It wouldn't be a con without that for you. Exactly. There's got to be some. There, there's got to be some anxiety. There's got to be some. Like, eh, so. I feel like you were looking for a high five on that one. Were you looking for a high five? Do it, bro. Come on. You could, you could spend a hundred or or two thousand, and you're gonna have regrets. Absolutely, yeah. it's just one of the, and and so because it's weird. It's like and and plus, thanks to Justin, thanks to you, not so much Cliff. I think Cliff and I feel the same pain this time around. But as caught up in it, every time their post is like, "Yo, check this dude out." It's like, but it's so oh, easy when all your friends are geeking out on something. Yes, and they're like, "Whoa, look at this!" And it's I like, saw "Yo, this check this out." It's right. like this one artist. That's why I don't go into the art skin. He's a fantastic cover artist. Earlier in the year, they all jumped on him. And I hemmed and hawed, and I was like, eh, too rich for my blood, blah, 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 blah. And I did back off. 
That was the first time. The other time, the second time, I was like, yeah, I'm getting in on it because it was great and I love his work. But then I added everything that I'm getting so far. And I'm like, that's, when I look at it, I'm like, that's, that, that, that's taking me over. I mean, we're not even at the weekend yet. And I'm like, I got to rein this in because I You need to take a pause and total stuff right. up. You have so to. I'm like, because we still have to get there. And have all our fun. So I'm like, all right. So so you know, so sort of New York is coming up. I'm not going to miss out. I, I'm 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 fine with, with with my second guess and whatnot. So, but yeah, no, there, there's just uh, what if you what do you have set up if you want to get into it? I have some pieces from Dave Wachter, of course, for my wife. I have a piece from Mr. Kelly Williams, of course. What? What's he doing? Grendel Prime. Yikes! Nice. I gave him an option. I gave him, I gave him a couple of choices, and that's the one he went with. Um, Janet Lee oh, yeah. is doing two pieces, actually. She's doing, because uh, she does some great pet portraits. So yes. we don't have one of our dog, so I'm getting one of Onyx to go with the one that we have of Nanook. And um, and I'm getting a spider Gwen, because mm-hmm. she, she, she glommed onto that idea. Um, Tyrell Cannon <sighs> did a fantastic <sighs> death stroke. You're going to love it. Hmm. Dulitsky. Dulitsky. Daniel Dulitsky did I I didn't send it to you the picture yet. I want you to see it when I have it in my hands. He did a phenomenal bust of Lobo. Oh my god, so nice. You're on a Lobo kick. I am on a Lobo kick. Yeah. Because there was I think there might be someone else who might be doing a Lobo. But yeah, I have the spreadsheet. It's it's um Oh my god, you have a spreadsheet? Yeah, that's a big spreadsheet. Start a spreadsheet. No, the, the, I didn't start it. It's Cliff's, but it came in handy because then I realized it's like, okay, yeah, I got to rein this in. Thanks to adding oh up the God. whole sum total there. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, no, it's 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 just. It's, and you got like, I'd like that you that you you got because you got to leave a little room for the impulse buy. Absolutely, you sure, buy. sure, vinyl. Also, there's a charity auction at C two two. Saturday night. I heard about that. Yeah. I'm going to have to check it out. Did you see Dave's uh, Swamp Thing? That's the thing. Oh, my I've God. I've seen 10, 15 pieces this time for it, and they're all amazing. So yeah. I'm thinking, and, and this could be different this year because every year is different, but what I've heard about the past few is that because it's not as hype like with the Heroes one, mm-hmm. they're, they're bargains, dude, because like, it's not well attended. So I think we might have to it's wrong. It. It's for charity. Like it. It's wrong. So speaking of Lobo, yeah, I threw out on a whim to you guys on your way <laughs> here. I said, you know, why don't we, we're all going to be together. Let's do a little. Let's just wing it. Let's do a little. People love the the, the lists. They, yeah, they do love, love the lists, the list, right? Do. So I said, let's just. And I got. I have nothing written down. I'm winging. Same. It. Same here. Uh, top five Marvel. Top five DC characters. Very simple. Okay. No rules. It, it, villain, hero. Doesn't you? Couldn't mean yeah, shit. You want to do? You know, do Amethyst? Do Amethyst? Like it doesn't matter. Uh, so let's do it. You want to do DC or Marvel first? Let's do DC first. All right, great. Let's do five go five through one. Okay. You gonna go first? When we go first, what do we do? I'll go first. Okay. DC. Well I'm I'm actually gonna pencil, so I make sure I don't. In reverse order. No, just keep your number five. Number five, I would say Shazam. Captain Marvel. Wait, what? Really? Yep. Wait, what? I'm going by the Captain Marvel of the 70s, the Shazam of the 70s. It was a great series. What they've done with him since, I'm not a huge fan of, but that 70s series is so good that it 
kind of spills over into decades for me. And it was a, it's just a great series. I love it. So I would say Captain Marvel. I mean, and yes, I, I know the origins of the character is not a DC character. I'm legit shocked, and here's why. We've done this show for 11 years. And he's mentioned Captain Marvel. I've mentioned Shazam like five times. How many times you've about Shazam? I love Shazam. You got me a book for Christmas. No, I understand that. But I'm saying, like, I like I just don't feel like you've talked about it. Well, that's now. why I'm so against the... Or not against her. Uh, I guess the word is ambivalent right. on that new movie because that's not what I want to see. Shazam. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing. I mean, the whole mm-hmm. thing with the lightning, the electric. I, I don't like just just what is. I I appreciate them coming at it from like a comedic standpoint. Like like you know, yes, this is a little bit outlandish. It's a boy in a very powerful body now. Right. So some of that would be like if this was in the Marvel tone, everybody would be cool with the whole comedy aspect of it. Yeah. But I think because what the, the thing that's throwing me off with the Captain Marvel with the Shazam movie, mm-hmm. since we already have a Captain Marvel movie, right. is Savannah seems to be super strong and hella good looking. I don't understand the lightning powers with with with, with Shazam. Like the, the I don't. When did that start? Is that a Jeff Johns thing? Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't. I think I, don't, I can't I confirm like it because I haven't. I don't read like it. the lightning bolt glowing. No, that was just. I mean, right. I, I miss the tunic. I well, miss the Shazam the, should be animated because yes, the because Jeff Smith, I never the, read the Jeff Smith book. He existed in a pocket reality that was removed from the DC universe, right? Mm-hmm. Per se, Superman popped up once or twice, mm-hmm. but Rich Buckler. You, if you have a character like Talkie Tawny and Mister Mind, right? Shazam should be. It should be animated, not realistic. Right. It, it, it just to push, just to slam home the fact that this is a different layer of reality removed from what you have. Yeah, and it just works better that way. I mean, he was in. I, I honestly, I know him way more from the cartoons. He was in. Uh, he was in Justice League Unlimited. See, I don't think you should ever mix. And he was in. Uh, he was in um, um, Young Justice. Yeah, he was. Um, now I have to say probably the only Shazam I've read prominently was in in fifty two. Yeah, but Shaz- it wasn't Shazam, right? It was all the other Marvel family, right? Right, Mary right. Marvel. Yeah, um, Black Adam. I actually just got say it could have been the last few months, but I just got the big collection of the Jeff Smith run. They just put like a collection, of, and I haven't read that, so you didn't like it. I didn't read it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. All right, the- so, so number five for you, DC is Shazam. Shazam. Okay, that. Yeah. Number five for me, Adrian Chase, Vigilante. Five? Less, less surprised. Oof. Why? Why did he say that? I thought he'd be higher. No, you yeah. haven't seen the rest of my list, bro. I got four more to go. Yeah, I like that. I'm winging it. I don't Anything even... you want to say on it? Or? I'm winging it too, but we'll see. It's it's a, there might be a theme okay. as I, as my list goes. Uh... Okay. Uh, I know what number one right, is. So it, it, number one's done for me. You can really? oh, Yes, I know, I know what number I one, one number is. number one might be... No, I know who number one is for Hannah. We're not gonna, I'm not going to get but I know who it is. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to write it down. It's not, it's not what you think. Let me see what you think. Well... For who? Him? For you. Oh, for me, but for him. We're talking him. Oh, him? Oh, him is... Nope. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. So, you good? Five? You good? Yeah, no, I, it's it's just it's <laughs> like yeah, we, can we move on? It's just vigilant. No, no, I'm uh, saying no, no. You, you, I'm you, like you yeah, know, it's it's a um, it's it's a. I feel bad about how like I he's another one where the characters that I grew up and I, I enjoyed reading 
that made me a bigger comic book fan all end up getting disposed of poorly. I mean, yeah, life happens, you know, shit happens, bad things happen to people. Mm-hmm. Peacemaker killed Adrian Chase. And Peacemaker is a Charlton character. But a boom. I can always uh, rely on him. Of course. Also known as a comedian. So you have that happened to Adrian Chase. We all know what happened to Hal Jordan. It's just like it's like DC just loved sticking it to me for a little while there. But um I just the I remember buying the books on the stand, the new Teen Titans when when you had the whole mob storyline going on, Adrian Chase District Attorney trying to bring down the mob and 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 it's just he's he was he was kind of DC's Punisher mm-hmm. and the, the the way that Marv and George brought him about and 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 the whole relationship with the Teen Titans it was just there was just something about it that just mm-hmm. kind of clicked me it was it was the eighties and it wasn't something that you would expect to see. Especially in the DC comic book, especially when you have like you know right. Superman stories where there's like two full stories in one issue and everybody's mm-hmm. happy and Teen Titans was a very dark book more or less. What everybody's happy. Everybody is happy. Yeah. It's like oh Steve Lombard trying to get Lois's pants again. It's Do you just blame him? You know, no, but still, it's like you know. So Teen Titans was was almost a 180 compared to some of the other DC books. And the only just thing to, I think I would be close would be like Omega Men. Right. Or, or mm-hmm. Just to Legion. get back to what you said earlier about the red Superman, blue Superman. Yeah. I hated that when it came so out. So did I. Having reread it, I have it's it. not so bad. I. You know what? Then if I can find some of those on the cheap, it's not. I so would bad. love. All right, there you go. That that's that's what I'd like to do. Refill. Re re. Right, bring back because my you know you're going to get era. those for a quarter okay. piece. Because I started it, in and Heroes. I have another um, cheapy bin goal. I need to fill out my gold digger run because oh, I'm missing sorry. about thirty issues. That should three, four bucks. We're good. No, <laughs> see, you think you think it would be that you easy, think, but it's you not. Think, but there have been, you know, there have been not. some price guide issues. Yeah, how many like, how many well, boxes did we pour through? <laughs> Stop. How many boxes did we pour through at Heroes? And how many issues of Gold Digger have you seen? None. Zero. Right? Because you have to actually order them. The, them point, the, the print run is very low it on is, these it things. Is. All right, well. Who's yours number five? Uh, Tim Drake. Nice. So just, so, so, <laughs> so Tim Drake, so not necessarily the Robin from the Robin miniseries, but... Because because you could also call him like what Red Robin. So I mean, you yeah. just like Tim Drake, okay? Like, like in all of his incarnations. And okay. again, so remember, I mean, I come in a much different place than you guys. I, I didn't read DC for most of my comic collecting life. Right. right? I started reading DC um, fifteen years ago, right? Maybe tops like, and yeah. uh, maybe even early, maybe twelve, thirteen years ago. Mm-hmm. And at the time, because that was like a time when trades were huge, I trying to catch up. Like you, you know, in the old days, you would buy it, back issues to catch up. But this was a time when you'd buy trades, and I just went into, I remember I went into uh, Midtown, and I bought all of the Jeff Johns Teen Titans trades. There were like six or seven of them at the time, because it had been, I don't know, what, five, six years worth, and I read them all, and I loved it. It's good. And, and you know, um, so yeah, I, I do like Robin, all the Robins, and I like Dick Reed, but but Tim Drake is, I guess if you quote him, he's my Robin, right? Because he was the leader of the, and also, I mean, with having the, the boys, I mean, the, 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 like, Teen Titans go... And and Young Justice are the two cartoons that I mean they're two of their favorites and we've watched them so just like so yeah I mean so I just I've I've always enjoyed 
of the of the the wards, if you will. Um, yeah, I've always had a soft spot for for Tim. Uh, I think I have a tie. Can we have a tie? There's no rules here, dude. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, we'll do a serpentine. We'll do a serpentine. So, so I'll, I'll go four, and then we'll go back around. Okay. Uh, my number four is Aquaman. Wow. Mm, Respect. Yeah. I always Uh, loved Aquaman. Yeah, I've always thought the character was awesome. You know what? You guys know I got mad love for the sea life. Have have a tattooed on my arm. Um, I just, uh, I think it's one of those characters that, you know, if you come up watching the Justice League cartoon as a kid, you think he's kind of like a joke. But but I think when he's done well, it's super cool because Mm -hmm. uh, I think the ocean is, like, in the real world, the ocean is way more fascinating in terms of, scenery and life and there's mystery to it and so i think that uh for me i much prefer aquaman when he's taking place when it's taking place in the ocean like i I like when he's in the ocean taking you know handling his business um but yeah i've just you know i I read the whole peter david run um Uh i'm current on the current you know incarnation um including kelly sue's foray into it uh of late so yeah he's always character i've just always He's he's one of the few DC main characters that I will that I will pretty much keep an eye on no matter what. How about Sword of Atlantis? Sure, it's good stuff. Yeah, sure. All right, Dad, you're up. Um, what did you say about a tie? I have a tie for one of them. I want to do a tie, but there's one name that that won't be. There's one character who won't be on my list, and I'll explain why afterwards. But Guy Gardner. Oh, <laughs> that's my number one. Number uh, four for me is Lobo. Wow, I feel respect. Way higher. Respect. Um, okay. It's it, there's just there is something about the character that you know post Omega Men, the whole main man bite me fanboy, the Bisley artwork. Mm-hmm. There was just I. Dolphins. I just, you know, he's sitting there fragging people on his bike. I just, whether it was the look and because of, of, of how old I was at the time. Right. I had live after death on my back, on my denim jacket. I was just, there was, there was just something about the character. And I, I love the attitude. I, I, I have a went, lot of love for the character. Went toe-to-toe with Superman. And. In color form. And. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> but. You you asked me my commissions, so I mentioned Kelly, I mentioned Dave, I mentioned Tyrell, I mentioned Janet Lee. I'm getting something from Govar for my wife. We already mentioned Dulitsky. Mm-hmm. Tom Riley. This is another one. Yes. That you have to see. Woo. I'm not going to show you before I get it. What it is? It is Lobo versus Superman. Wow. That's great. You have to see it. Yeah, I've, obviously you've you've read Astro Hustle, so you know Riley's got that small wood Somni kind of vibe. You have to see this piece, man! I cannot wait to have it in my hands. Cool beans. That's facts. There it is. All right, number four, Ben. It's a weird tie. So you're gonna do this your four and your three? No, this is my four. <laughs> this is my four A four B tie. Right? Oh, it's you like still you still have I five have to decide who I want to put in the fourth place. Okay. So you're doing six so characters. I, I'm putting two. Yes, okay. you're doing six characters. I love them both equally. Okay. All right, fair enough. Batman and the Kessel Grummet Superboy. Connor Kent. How? They're, totally, they're not even related. You can't have them as a tie. Well, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh my God. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> Batman for year one. Basically, Batman because of Frank Miller. Yes. I understand that. 
I I love apparel, but I didn't have that need to read everything apparel I, did. I, I, I know, I, mean, I know. But if bold. if Frank Miller brought Batman up about twenty notches on my love scale, okay. And the Kessel Grummet Superboy is just amazing. Just, it is. There's there's so much. That character came out of a semi-hackneyed ploy to get people to read Superman books. Because he was and, dead. And he just... The, this the, might be the one true Connor's Superman. Just, he's just an amazing Superman. Just all attitude. And he loves the ladies. And he got sent to the era of the great disaster and like you if you're gonna stick superboy in commandy's time mm-hmm. i just love that run so yeah my my number four is batman and superboy well you're back up for number three mr ty all right number three is very very easy swamp thing okay i don't think i have to explain why <laughs> i think that's true all yeah. right you've listened to the show all right dad number three since you went I, I, I'm following your lead since you went with Tim Drake. I couldn't decide if it was Nightwing or if it was Robin. So I'm going with Dick Grayson. Not the Grayson King Seely character. Which is good. but Dick, Which is very good. Yeah. But Dick Grayson mm-hmm. was my Robin. Is yeah. my Robin. That's who I think yeah. of. But the fact that I saw him grow up, graduate to be Nightwing... I was there. I wasn't reading it in back. It's just that seeing that that character evolve, right? And and stepping out of Batman's shadow, but still paying respects to Batman and his connection to Superman mm-hmm. was just it hit all the notes for me. So so Dick Grayson is without a doubt one of my top five DC characters. Nice, nice. Not surprised. I think that's a good choice. Uh, my number three is going to baffle you guys. Mm-hmm. Catman. Because of Gail Simone. Simone. Yes. Yeah. Talk about Kismet. You give it uh, again, you know, newer newer fan, right? So for me, Secret Six, probably my second favorite DC series of all time. Nice. Loved that series, loved all the characters. Um, and he was the lead, for those that didn't read the series, it was a well it was kinda like a suicide squad. It was a it was a it was a group of, of villains that were banded together. Uh, through circumstances, and they were, but they were lovable. Like they, they weren't, you know, they they all had sinister uh, backgrounds, but they in this series they you kind of rooted for them, um, and uh, they kind of loved each other at least until they betrayed each other. But but Catman was the leader uh, and uh, the heart of the series for sure. The the I, I was going to say moral compass. I mean they were they were very much villains, so I don't know if moral compass is fair. But he was the the, the center of the book, and um, there's, he's not a he's not a He's not a superpowered character. He's a he's you know look I mean he's Catman. He's a he's sort of a a mock. He was a a mock character, a C list villain that used to always get his ass whooped until Gale turned him into something different. And uh, and uh, yeah, so I just uh, when I think back on that series fondly, I just think of him vividly. And uh, yeah, I, I dig him. And I don't I we haven't seen him in years, so I, I'd right. love to see him brought back. He's very much like Wildcat. Yeah, I, well, I, Wildcat was a consideration for me list because I loved uh, John's Justice Society yeah. run, and Wildcat was you know one of the the main the main pieces of that. So, uh, um, all right. So for uh, me, number two, um, probably the least, uh, I guess the, the the least interesting of my choices in the sense that it's Batman. I mean, you know, he's probably number one for like 
eighty percent of DC fans, right? He or Superman. Yep. So uh, yeah, but I, I love Batman, and if I'm being objective, I think I've read way more Batman stories of, of any character in DC, um, including you know pretty much everything. You know, I've read. I mean, between uh, Snyder and and Tom, I mean, I've, I've been current with Batman for most of the time we've done the show. So, so Catman and Batman. <sighs> My number two is one that I wrestled with while, while, while I've been thinking about this top five. Um, my, number, my number two is Green Arrow. What? Why are you, why are you laughing? You're cute. I know I am, but why are you laughing? Because he screwed up our list now. I did? Yeah, because... Who did you... Why? Who did you... Yeah, I thought two would be that, and... So I was right. I don't know yet. Oh, because, he did, <laughs> because he didn't get to number one. <laughs> My number, if he's not on number one, I'm, I'm, I'm walking he's out. Quitting. He's quitting the show. Anyway, go ahead. Listen, Oliver... I know who your number one is. I mean, I know who your number sure. two is. Sure. I know who your number two is, but okay. Oliver Queen is is just... Is, is a character that... Um, you know, he, he was he was part of a, of, a, of a comic book with one of my favorite characters of all time. Um... Who was the other side of the coin? Oliver Queen is 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 probably one of the most relatable for me. Is is one is one character in the DC universe that I can I can kind of relate to. He's, he's, he doesn't billionaire playboy, right? Exactly. You know no, the the I don't want to call I don't want to use the nomenclature that the opposition uses the progressive but he's hero of he's he's a, a liberal. No, he's that's the he's liberal. Yeah. Again, we I shouldn't we shouldn't treat terms like liberal and progressive as people. no, they're not, they're not. Just no, the side, no, 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 no. Yeah. It's it's yeah. He is he's 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 the character that I think I can I see myself in. I guess I'd say. I mean, yeah, it, it's cool. There's a team. I mean, you look, about you it, look but good spandex. That's true. Yeah. Um, With a beard. I'm an ex marksman. But there's just there, there's something about I just and and I mean you know and and black and Aries, I've seen if you can tap that. But there's just a. Um, He's one, of, and, and thanks, to, mostly thanks to Denny O'Neill. But this is a character who, when I read World's Finest, he had a serial in that. When he had that mini series, that um, that, that there's just been, I've hard always enjoyed hard traveling. That's why I mean that's that's the reason. Like I don't I don't care about the Golden Age Green Arrow, uh-huh. the one who you know with the arrow car and the arrow. Kid. Well, the Kirby stuff's here. good, but that's not what he. No, and and even even when were you when, a fan of like Grell and Longbow Hunters and all that? Yes, yeah. and and I was I was really really happy. And again, it's another character who DC you know in order to just like they did with Kyle and they brought in Connor Hawk and they they, they tried to make sure you know hey, this isn't your grandfather's. DC Universe. We got some younger characters picking up the mantle. It's cool that he had offspring because the dude's a slut. But you have when Kevin Smith was able to bring him back, and then Meltzer wrote the Archer Quest, which I swear to God will make it to be a book of the month one day. There are, there's just, there's something about this character, and then and and then Winnick. Then of course AIDS wasn't fall, but Winnick brought the character in, and and it's just I enjoyed. That run for so long, and then they tried to make the connection to have Deathstroke be like his arch nemesis, just like the whole yeah. Daredevil and Spider-Man thing, borrowing rogues. But yeah, Green Arrow is is one of my absolute favorite DC characters. Who would you say um, Green Arrow's arch nemesis is? Um, wow, before Deathstroke, Merlin, Vertigo. 
Count Vertigo. I mean, that's like the... Yeah. Okay. Two and one, Vince. Number two, no surprise, Superman. I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's not on your list, then. My guess was Hawkman. Wow. You profess to love Hawkman. If you do love Hawkman, he does love Hawkman. No more than any of those characters on the list. Before you go on, I just want to say, it does kind of hurt my heart that Shazam is on your list and Green Arrow is on yours, because I... Like, I don't think you guys have read much of either of those characters, or at least talked about much of in, in the last... Like, yeah, the New 52... But the I don't think that matters. Started. No, not that right, that's matters, the thing. But it hurts right. my heart that in, like, the last decade, you haven't felt an attachment to but the But he watches, at least watches the I Arrow. Watches Arrow. Yeah. yeah. And, like, because I think that the Sorrentino Lemire run was great. It was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, and, and we were there for New 52 when Jurgens and Perez mm-hmm. was doing the character, and, and, and yeah, and, I mean, I'm, I'm sad... That you know his his current volume is has just wrapped up, and I don't know what's next. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's. I think there's. I think the new fifty two, and how they how DC in general has, has treated some of my favorite characters will is reflected on on my list. Sure, all right, Superman. But Superman, the Triangle Superman issues are some of the best comics. Ever. Absolutely, yeah. Sure, they're great. Nobody listening to this unless it's their first time or shocked by having Superman. Right. Yep. And who's number one? I just love the character. Um, from the Ross Andrews stuff in action. Uh, was it action Ross Andrews did? I think so, right? Yeah, and Wonder Woman. Just the uh, the way he's used in Dark Knight Returns mm-hmm. by Frank. It's a Superman. It's, he's, a, he's the, the progenitor mm-hmm. of all superheroes. So, yeah, I have to put Superman mm-hmm. on my list. I love him. Do I do number one now? Yes, you do. Wow, it's going to shock no one. My number one, <laughs> Commandy. Of course, yeah, I would be baffled. I'm so was. hoping it was, it was, it was Constantine. <laughs> Constantine. <laughs> maybe, in, maybe in Swamp you Thing. Do you want to wax philosophically about why Commandy? If this is your first episode, yeah, no, in. it was just a product of, of right time, right place, right age. Yeah. Uh, perfect exposure to the the book. Um, it, there's no secret. Commanding Number Nine is my favorite comic Shout of all time. Shout out to Eric Larson. He has that entirety, right? Yep. Okay. He's a bastard. Yes. Uh, here's a question for you: uh, Best non Kirby Commandy story ever? They exist. They do. <laughs> Michael Fleischer. Yeah. Nice. Love um, his hacks. Love his hacks. Sunday comics, right? The stuff where no, when they brought Omac no, into the command, yeah, yeah, with the Ryan Sook, yeah, yeah that was so. gorgeous. no, that's good, but no. The towards the end of the run, they brought Omac into the Commandy mythology, and it was really good. And Karate Kid, oh, yeah. there was a crossover yeah, with yeah, Karate yeah. Kid. Yeah, no, I, I would have to say that, but yeah. Commandy is the perfect comic book sure. for me. Sure. I can't explain it. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of being um, a preteen. And being exposed to this wondrous amalgamation of a young kid with talking animals. Like, I loved Planet of the Apes mm-hmm. when I was a kid. And it's just Jack took everything that was good about Planet of the Apes and expanded it. Just exploded it into lions and tigers and bears. And, oh, my. Yeah, oh, my. It's, it may be irrational, but for me, Command is a perfect comic book. And he'll always be my number one DC sure. character. No, I get it. That's sure. That's... All right, Dap, who's number one? Well, I guess who's always going to be my favorite number one DC character is uh, this is number two. It's Superman. 
Boom, bitch. I told you. Before you speak on it. I, I mean, told you. It makes sense. He said how. I knew I he was. was. I knew I he knew was. And thank you for mentioning that. How is how not on Thank you for bringing that up. Because of how. Right. Because of how they've been treating him. Yep. Because there's, there's, I have, I have. I know how he thinks. But it's not, it's not, yes, part of it is, but it's, it's, I would love, I would love to sit down. And Grant's trying. I mean, and it's good. I'm not saying Grant's, tr- Grant's trying for me. Right. I know people absolutely love it. And it's great. And Liam's art is fantastic. But I haven't been able to sit down and read a Hal Jordan comic you. in years. And listen, I love the character. And on the flip side of that, as I mentioned Green Arrow, Hal is a stiff motherfucker. It's amazing how <laughs> this how, how this how this this character is someone I think, who... I feel like Hal would cancel a David Baldion commission the week of C2E2. I think he would do that. <laughs> Don't you think that's true? Think it was... It's, yeah, yeah, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe I do have a lot in common with him. But there's just... There, there is... Yeah, I mean, Hal is... There was... There were two runners up I had. Six and seven. And and one of them is Hal. Green Lantern is... Who was the seventh one? Deathstroke. Okay, the... Yeah. the um, Green Lantern is a character who I just, I mean, when, before Crisis, yes, you had Hard Traveling Heroes, as Vince mentioned, but even that, when, when Moore put him out in space, Len Wayne put him back out in space, and, and you had the Green Lantern Corps quarterly, and everything leading up to Crisis, when Hal rejected the ring, and it went back to Guy, mm-hmm. and then you had Green Lantern Corps post-Crisis, and then you had, unfortunately, Gerard Jones writing Green, writing Hal's stories, I was always in, even though Hal was a little older. They, they put yep. the great temples on him and everything. I was like, it's Hal Jordan. It's my Green Lantern. I like John. I dig Guy. He got punched in the face as he should have. So everything, <laughs> everything worked. And then they went and just thanks to the death of Superman and Mongol and Coast City. I was just like, this is this is. I get where you guys are going, and you want to introduce Kyle, and sure. you want to bring. You, you want to let people know, you know, there are newer characters we're trying to bring in. But I just feel that they seriously yeah. fucked up by writing Final Night. Sunset. Well, let's let's that speak was on your number one. And Final Night was, yeah. But, but Superman is just, there, there's a character right there who, it's, he's, he's who every other comic book character is he is the analog is 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 the, 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 I don't want to say based on but you're right no, that's that's the template and and everybody, everybody wants to you want to right you just even that's, Batman that's was, who, was even Batman exists because he is in contrast to Superman like right. like mm-hmm. every every character is in is either in form of or in contrast to or in comparison to and he's not infallible he's not you know he makes mistakes but he he still is he's Maximum. he's the best of us he he wants mm-hmm. to he just he wants. It's not so much. It's 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 the law of the land. He just wants to do what's right. And mm-hmm. and and if if we can all just kind of live up to his example, it it would just. There are. I mean, you have you have your grim and gritty comic book characters. You mm-hmm. have the people who who who. You have your Frank Castles. You have your Slade Wilsons. But you just you need that guy who is straight and narrow. And and who everybody looks up to, you know, you you he walks into a room and like whether you're Firestorm, mm-hmm. whether you're a gardener, mm-hmm. whether you're whether you're Fire or Ice, it's just like that's that Superman, that's yeah. that's who brought us meaning all can start Superman's hair, right? Yeah. So 
it's it's Superman. My absolute all time favorite DC character. Boom. You guys want to take a guess as to who you think my number one is? It's much less conventional than I think. Just because again, I'm, I'm coming at it from a different place, but no. I have, I have no idea. Okay. Where? He's only been reading DC for 15 years. I know, right? So it's like... Say Elongated Man or something oh, stupid. That's ridiculous. Come on. I'm like, is it, is it from Watchmen? Is it from New Frontier? No, I didn't is consider it, Watchmen because to me it's like that's... Right, that's, that's, right, that's but it's yeah. Pocket Universe. Is it Martian Manhunter? No. Okay. Uh, it's Harley Quinn. Nice! Yeah. And that's because of Jimmy and Amanda. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just... Uh, that was easily my favorite DC series that I've ever read. I, I just uh, hurt my heart when they ended it. Uh... I think, uh, in, in many ways, in fact, we're going to do our Marvel list. Uh, she's, in many ways, the analog to Deadpool in the DC Universe. Sure. And uh, for me, Jimmy and Amanda, she was way more entertaining on a consistent basis than Deadpool is in Marvel. Um, so, uh, yeah. I So, when I say Harley Quinn, I guess I do specifically mean... Jimmy and Amanda's version, like I, I, you know, if we if we if we redo this list fifteen years from now, I, yep, I could be with Hal being like, well, I haven't read a Harley Quinn guy. <laughs> like, I mean, I like I just don't. No disrespect to whoever's writing it now, like it's just not the same. So sure, um, but uh, but I, I love her. She's she's the only DC character I've ever considered buying OA for. So put it that way. Wow. But, uh, okay. All right, so there you go. So recapping our list, uh, Vince's uh, top five were Shazam. A uh, tie between Batman and Superboy. Which kills you. Swamp Thing, <laughs> Superman, and then Commandy. Daps were Vigilante, Lobo, Dick Grayson, Green Arrow, and Superman. And mine were Tim Drake, Aquaman, Catman, Batman, and Harley Quinn. So now it's time for that, the, the House of Ideas. Mm. This one's easy. This is easy? Easy. Well, well since you went first first, I'm going to go first this time. My number five all-time favorite Marvel character is Hank McCoy, a.k.a. The Beast. Um, <laughs> I know. Listen, I, I assume my list is going to disagree with Vince's vehemently. But, um, but yeah, I love Hank. He is the only character that has consistently been both an Avenger and an X-Man. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's a nerd. He's smart. Uh, you know, even though he's obviously... His powers make him very physically adept and agile and strong. I mean, he really is known for his intelligence. Um, I've uh, yeah, I've always dug him. So, uh, so beast. It's a good one. As you just get. not surprising though. You want to go? You go. Yeah. My number five. I'm gonna get Jason's list here. Is Sue Storm. Nice. My favorite member of the surprised. Fantastic Four. Okay. Uh, my favorite Marvel lady of all time. Okay. Uh, you know I I have a soft spot yeah, for Susie. Yeah, you do. You really do. And um, I was uh, juggling the balls, and I thought I got to, I put my number one in place first, and then I worked my way backwards. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> and Susie needs to have a space on on this for me. So yeah, my number five. I appreciate is, that. Is that's, yeah, that makes Susie. sense. Um, I'm still, I'm, it's weird. I think. Hello. I'm, 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 I'm going to go with a character who I haven't read in a long, long time. Fool killer. 
<laughs> I said long, long time, not ever. Um, no, I think I think I'm gonna have to go with. Um, oh man, this is tough. It really is because I'm. You know what? I'm changing it right now. Right now, here and now. My number five is now Hulk. Oof. Um, thinking about it with everything that's been done to him and with him um, and the fact that I'm, I'm reading more stories with the character than I am who originally had my f- number five spot. Um, thanks to Peter David, primarily. Big time. Uh, but there's... Because as Peter David mentions, he was... You got to thank Bill Mantlow, too. Oh no no! See when I when I started reading Hulk, when I had when, when I read month in month out leading up to issue three hundred, mm-hmm. it was Mantlo who was writing it, right? And I, you know, he was he was the savage beast. He was yep. the mindless brute. Um, Crossroads, yeah, the whole the whole thing, and then bringing and then Mantlo and Burns switching with Alpha Flight, yep. and Incredible Hulk. So Mantlo was that writing was a great time, wasn't it? It was a great time until Mantlo kind of tweaked the puck. You you don't like that. I do not. <laughs> In any case, uh, but but Hulk is a character that's just you know, and 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 as Peter David has mentioned, he's he was thanks to Carol Kalish, and and he was he was aware of sales trends, and he knew when the Incredible Hulk comic when sales were kind of waning, so he was able to pivot and change direction. So that's why we got. Mr. Fix-It. That's mm-hmm. why we got Smart Hulk. That's why we were introduced to Pantheon. the Pantheon right. and, and, and Marlowe. And, and, you know, so mm-hmm. <laughs> there were things where <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were just, you know, he, I think there are certain writers who just are connected to certain books forever. Right. Burn is Fantastic Four, Claremont's with X-Men, Miller's with Daredevil, Peter David is Incredible Hulk. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Miller's with Daredevil? Uh, compared, as opposed to... Uh, Batman? Okay, he wrote three <laughs> miniseries. And he wrote two the miniseries. Stories and ever and told. was part of a third, and he wrote four issues. DK2? Stop. Is a miniseries? Yes. Year one? Is it mini, is, is, Dark Knight is, Returns? Is four parts of an ongoing. Dark Knight Returns that is a miniseries. Spoon-fed to Azzarello? Is part of a miniseries. Yeah. It's yeah. not like he took over the book. I know. But, so, so yeah, Incredible Hulk. Hulk is my number five. It's a good one. Marvel character. It's a good one. Yep. Uh, all right, so hold on. Uh, I had a little bit of that, sorry. Okay, so... Sue Storm was yours? Yes, ma'am. So Beast, Sue Storm, and Hulk. Yep. Okay. Well you're up for you're up for number four. Number four. Very easy. I'll say one name and you'll know who I'm talking about. Starlin. Peter Riddle. Get out of here. Adam Warlock. Okay. My number four. I like that. That's good. The, I can't wait for you to see the way that, that Starlin manipulated that character and just made it his own. I love the design of Adam Warlock, the whole struggle with the soul gem and the 
it's it's amazing it started with the cape yes and and i even love the infinity watch stuff and what came after it's Mm -hmm. adam warlock was uh well i was there when him when he was him and then it just spiraled out into that and uh starlin took a neat concept and made it even better Okay. I like Dad, that a lot. Four. Benjamin J. Grimm, The Thing. Wow. <laughs> he's not even represent. in my top five. I'm not surprised. Because you got Susie. So. I love Ben, but he's not in my top no, five. No, Ben is, um, no, is a member of the tribe, but for the most part, he <laughs> is the heart of yeah, the Fantastic Four. For real. That's he true. is, you know, they gave him his own spinoff title with Marvel mm-hmm. 2 and 1. Um you had Ben Grimm, a Rocky Grimm Space Ranger, and, yep. and, and you know, wrestled in the uh, GWF. There's just been a... I like the character, and I, I like him primarily because of what Byrne did with the character. And, and he, you know, you did feel as... as whatever Stan injected with the character is cool, mm-hmm. but, and I'm not trying to, to, to diminish that, but... There was something about when John Byrne was writing the Fantastic Four where I actually, I did feel for the guy. And mm-hmm. and there's just, there's, you know, he is, a, he's a lovable lug. And he, he tries his damnedest. It's not like he, he is one of the best things about the Marvel Universe. I respect that. I gotta agree with that. I respect that. My number four is Domino. As he laughs. It's like you're putting together a life old book. Beast, Domino, right. Chatterstar is number three for it's you, like, right? I haven't read comics since the 90s. Number two is Venom. So it's the best thing up. ever. So fucked up. I, I can't wait to see your reaction when Strife is number two. But, uh, yeah, I'm, see, see, I'm surprised you guys aren't more surprised that she's only number four on my list. Nah, I don't know because... But no, real talk. Listen, that, I mean, we, everyone knows Domino from an artistic perspective is my muse. I mean, I've gotten hundreds of commissions. Yeah, seriously. But, I mean, as we've talked about with the, the latest, with the Gail Simone Baldeon comic, like, this is the first time, legit, that she has been in a good yeah. lead role in a comics. I mean, ever. So, she's always been a supporting cast member. They always keep her around on one of the, the, the random mutant teams of the time because, you know, whatever. But she's, she's her, her comics existence has been very limited so as much as i think she's the my favorite visual character in comics um you know i I can't in good conscience put her above the other three people on my list so that makes sense um uh number three on my list is king t'challa aka the black Panther. nice no surprise yeah uh love the character much like my boo here i mean the uh you know the christopher priest run is like just like perfect comics it's uh just exceptional stuff, and um, it's hard for me to read a Black Panther comic I don't enjoy. I just think he's super cool. He's basically Captain America and Tony Stark rolled into one. With Batman, Batman. Yeah. he is. He's DC's Batman. Yeah, he's Marvel's so, Batman. You know, he's he's just cool, dude. He's 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 brilliant. He's rich. He's he's really can do no wrong. So um, I don't know how you couldn't like the character if you read him, but uh, but yeah, uh, Black Panther number three. I think I'll um I'll. Call an audible since since you mentioned Black Panther as your number okay. three. I will say because um, I was hemming and hawing over it. Um, mm-hmm. Falcon, Sam Wilson. 
Who knows? This is my number three. I absolutely adore. Wow. One hundred percent. If yeah. whenever I buy it, whenever I see it, I will buy mm-hmm. that four issue priest written uh, James Housley. I've seen him do, do it too. Miniseries. Yeah. Um, How many which, of those do you have? I've I have one intact set um, right now. If I find any more, then maybe a patron will get it. But mm-hmm. um, you yeah, keep that multiples. that that first that first issue was supposed to. Begin. It was supposed to be a one shot. Um, unfortunately, Vinny's inks kind of screw up Paul's pencils, but because it was been beautifully illustrated by Paul Smith. But the following issues by Mark Bright. Um, it was a really cool story. Mm-hmm. It brought in some of the supporting characters like Turk from Power Man and Iron Fist. I like where they were taking Sam Wilson, and and even later on when Priest with art by Bart Sears, and then Joe Bennett did the Captain America and the Falcon ongoing before Brubaker. And that ended because Brubaker was taking over Captain America. Mm-hmm. Right. And Remender was writing the main Captain America book at the time. Not Remender. Kirkman. Um, the whiskey's hitting me now. So the... the, <laughs> the, the uh, so, so the Falcon is... My number three. He's a character that uh, is now getting, of course, a lot of love, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's but, not but, the Falcon. But for those that of us, right, know. But for those of us who have been enjoying the character since the '80s, um, that's who I'm thinking about when I put him on. Would it have list. killed them to put him in the red and white costume? Because, and this is this is what I don't want to say. This is what people don't understand. But if you're watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Mm-hmm. For the most part, not not 100%, but for the most part, they are taking these characters from the Ultimate Universe. Mm-hmm. That's Ultimate Universe yeah. Sam Wilson. Yeah. That's Ultimate Universe Thor. It's facts. Yeah. So, hashtag so facts. is hashtag facts. So, so you have... So, yeah. Well, I would love to see the red and white. Mm-hmm. Then why did the Ultimate Universe fail? Because... I don't think it failed. They ended it. They ended it. They were still but, making money. But the maker, for a long time. right? And yeah. the maker is in Venom. Yeah, I wouldn't classify it as a failure. Okay. Plus, you rose. Let's not let's not say what people who people who weren't buying comics aren't going to the movies. We, we we've already established right. that those audiences aren't overlapping all right. that much. Right. Okay. Who you got? Three. Number three. Howard the Duck. So you know my number one now. Sure. I don't know if I do. I may know your number two. If you've been listening to this show for any amount of time, you know that I just adore Howard the Duck mm-hmm. because of what? Steve Gerber. Yes. Gene Colan. Yes. Um, a vi- it was a litmus test of life in the 70s. Mm-hmm. The uh, climate was changing. Um, the uh, why do I always think social social justice? I hate that 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 term, but there was a wave to um, a wave of change that erupted in the seventies, mm-hmm. and that was brilliantly illustrated by Mr. Gerber in Howard the Duck. And I think as a kid, I didn't understand it, but it resonated me, with me for some reason, and it was just a character that didn't feel at home in his environment and I pretty sure. much felt the same way. Sure. So. And uh, who's your number two? Man Thing. <laughs> Stun! 
for very much the same reasons. This is my shock face. Um, plus Mike Plug. Plugy Plugy. One of the greatest men that has ever put pen to paper. Um, my number one. Oh, number two. Oh, thank you. It's all right. Beer, <laughs> or, or in your case, no whiskey and whiskey no wine. And wine. But yeah, the whiskey is this whiskey is awesome. There you go. Thank you so very much. Um, I'm give you an animal with it later. <laughs> promise. Yeah. Uh, my number two is Daredevil. Yeah, that's not yeah. a surprise. This this shouldn't be a surprise. It, it's you know thanks to Miller, thanks to Mazzucchelli, thanks to. Um, Thanks to just, and then maybe thanks to the Netflix show, but there's, there's <laughs> just, there's, there, I have a soft spot in my heart for, for the Same. character. It, he's just, you know, I, and, and it's because of Miller. It, it's not like, you know, yes, I have, I have a Gene Colan autographed yeah. issue, um, from one of our, I think from our first New York Comic Con, but, yep. mm-hmm. um, with Miguel. With Miguel. Thanks, Miguel. You're so, you're so stupid. <laughs> Why don't you do that? Why don't you pass so, out the business I, cards? I should so, officially be known as Miguel's replacement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're so much better looking. But you have... Uh, I don't know about that. Well, Miguel was a handsome dude. Well, you are a handsome dude, too. <laughs> That's in your own way. He had hair. So they... Uh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> like of all of us. Seriously. Anyway. Yeah. Um, the baldest is chopping the less bald. Uh, there's, there's just, it's, I, listen, it's, How could you not it's, love it's Murdoch. It's, it's, you know, you feel for the dude, but I mean, but, but Daredevil himself, it's like, here's a guy who is, who has, he's a handicap, first of all, and, and the abilities and, and what he has to go through, it's just, it really has, for me, it's, it's, it's the artwork by Miller and then Jansen and then Mazzucchelli and then Weeks. Or, I'm sorry, Ramita, then Weeks, and it's just... McDaniel. <laughs> that was armor, bro. Come, Come on. on. It's still good. True knowledge, but you have... There's just... There's there's no... There's there's a... Um, I will always try, whenever a new creator comes on, a Daredevil book. Mm-hmm. And and whether that's that Shadowland, and I don't stick around. Right. Even when Black Panther takes over Hell's Kitchen. Right. I'm there. And... And and yes, and you know, I'm two issues into Zadarsky's run. I don't know if I'm sticking with it, but right now, listen, it's it's Marco that's keeping me around. You want to see Matt make good. You want to see yeah, Matt yeah. finally overcome the guilt. But you don't really, though, because that's the central part of the character is the suffering. It's moonlighting. It's right. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's it's that it's, that tension that you you will he won't he right. You know, and, and will he make the right decision? Right, you More often see, you than not, Matt doesn't Maddie make the right decision. Uh, yeah. And I don't know how I feel about you know Wilson Fisk as mayor right now, but it's it's still for me it's it's still mm-hmm. it's still just it's in the red I, costume I, man. I am a Matt yeah. Wagner. I, I'm sorry, I'm a Matt Murdock Mark. Wow. I'm a Matt Wagner Mark Freudian. too. But yeah, super Freudian. Super. <laughs> that was right. Cal L. Freud. I was talking about him on the ride over. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm a Mark for Matt Murdock. So, sure. dude, Grendel's coming back. <laughs> I know, right? I saw it, and my my pantalones got a little wet <laughs> when I saw it. <laughs> Grendel, shit. Uh, number two for me is Captain America, Steve Rogers. I love it. That's not a surprise. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, you know, Avengers' favorite team book of all time. 
read pretty much every issue, I think, or at least most of them. Uh, and of the trinity, if there is one, of Iron Man, Thor, and Cap, uh, Cap easily my favorite of those guys. The one that I, you know, that I've consistently read his 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 own book. Love the Grunwald run, which you know a lot of people think is silly, but like of, of the bad quote unquote runs that were out there, I, I always I love that run. And um, yeah, I mean, and, and I just, uh, I, I mean, I love Thor too. Tony kind of take or leave him, but but uh, yeah, I mean, for me, Cap is like he is the ultimate Avenger. He is like when I think of the Avengers, I think he should be the leader most more often than not. Uh, and uh, yeah, so yep. Steve is, is my is my dog. You just locked in number one for me, for you. Yeah, Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Much, and I'm Big sure, surprise. I'm, I'm sure he's going to be number one for you guys as well. Clean oh, speak. absolutely. Um, listen. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? That was Undertaker-level eye. Hell uh, no. Holy shit. Anyway, uh, well, yeah, Logan is, is my favorite. I mean, uh, it's no secret, you know. Uh, X-Men favorite book of all time. He's he's the centerpiece, and I'm not going to... Uh, how can I not say that he's not overexposed uh, plenty of times, but... Um, but yeah, I just always dug him. Thought he was cool. Just uh, you know, yeah, like the ultimate anti-hero. Um, just have a soft spot in my heart. I've he's one of those characters that I have read his comics always, even when they're terrible. I have read many years of bad Wolverine comics, waiting for a good run. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just Evolution. I just love the love the love the design. Love the power set. Just uh, and and I, I might say I hate when people complain about Wolverine, like how. Like I'll hear people say, like, "Oh, he's you know he's he's too powerful. His healing factor is too good." It's like all y'all's favorites are Superman. Like he's like a god. Superman can do anything he wants. He can move a moon. Like he can move planets. So like, <laughs> no, no, he can't no. now. Post crisis, he, he could not silver move. Age. Okay, yeah. but, okay, but, but yeah. So no, no, no surprise if you all know me, then you know Wolverine is gonna be number one. Yeah. Probably the biggest surprise on my list is that Deadpool isn't on it. Yeah. yeah, well, which you know coincides with like my Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's there's been more bad Deadpool comic than there's been yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Although but Scotty's I, on the right track, but right, oh, I will sure. say, but yeah, I mean, I mean, but, Scotty, but, Duggan, yeah, Gale, but, but I mean, right, but and, and you know, but consecutively, and, and, and Marvel and, puts out like you know they put out too many, like right. it, it, yeah, just there's been, you know whatever Deadpool's yeah over two overdone. But I mean, if we if we did this top five before New Fifty Two, then how might we right. made it my five? But. You want to tag team on number one? <laughs> Let's do it. I'll do respect. If this character is not your number one for Marvel, then, 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 then you're, you're doing wrong. something wrong. You're wrong. I do my top five. Peter Parker, Amazing Spider-Man, absolutely number one, one hundred percent. He's the heart and soul of the Marvel universe. And 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 you know what? Full disclosure, Vince and I, we don't have a list. We didn't look at each other's no. list. We just we just knew. Well, and, much and like Batman, I mean, I mean, if you pulled a hundred Marvel fans, I mean, he's going to be fifty to sixty people's choice from the one. I'm not he, saying he's wrong. I'm saying that would he's, be the, that's he's the, the character that yeah, didn't Batman, need a, Superman, and Spider-Man. True, would be the three. You know, but but he's the character that didn't need a team book in order to succeed. Sure, yeah. Thor, Iron Man, Captain America—they needed the Avengers. Yeah, and their their solo yeah, books you were can't great. Really relate to Captain but, America, you yeah. cannot relate to Thor. You sure as hell. I mean, Jason can relate to Tony Stark, but you can't relate sure. to Iron Man. <laughs> Everybody can understand what it means to scrape by, to do the right thing, to sure. provide for your loved ones. Mm-hmm. Peter Parker is the beating heart of the sure. Mar- Marvel Universe. Sure. I got to go with Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, no, I, this, I, this I, just, yeah. it's, there was, it, he was, I didn't put him on my list because I knew that you two would have There you one, go. No, there's, there's no reason to clean sweep. No. Uh, no, I, I had a subscription. I read, the, <laughs> I, I read the Daily Strip. 
there's just there it was funny super stories right? shit right yeah, Marvel Taylor man I mean is come on he was the, the reason why I watched the Electric Company Lieber, right? there was, yep. there's 40 just how many years about, oh my for the Amazing Spider-Man uh, newspaper strip newspaper strip 40 whatever it just ended yeah. and yeah. just ended and Jill Sinnott uh, officially Jill Sinnott officially retired yep. Alex Savick was was, was the, God bless uh, Joe was, was yeah. the um, Saviuk Rhymes yes. with book, right? Yes, uh, he was he so. was the penciler on it, and and because uh, Stan had submitted his final. I love Alex's work, but he draws Spider Man a little too beefy. I agree. He a does a little he too beefy. Does. But he was also, but he's also from. He was drawing web of right post Todd. So yeah, there's yeah. that, and I love that series, but it's so weird. Mm. It is art. Web of was weird. Are you kidding me? Web of was weird. I like Sal. Was spectacular. Yeah, um, can't go wrong with that. And and of course, you know Bagley, who is is, I think the the life of or whatever the hell that that Spidey through the decades started today, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, by, written by Zdarsky. Right. But um, you know, there's and I like Mark, but there's something about Bagley drawing a '60s era Spidey that doesn't really. So I I, I kind of yeah. left it. Mm-hmm. I, I might catch it later, but. Uh, but no, but but sure. Spider Man is without a doubt he's he's the character I think most relatable to all of us until you know mm-hmm. Dan wanted to and he's damn handsome. There you go. Yes, yes, especially when Gwen Stacy for life. Ross Andrew. Yes, <laughs> and, my man, uh, get it over. Bring it, bring it, bring <laughs> it. Right. To uh, to recap, my top five Marvel uh, going from from five to one: uh, Beast, Domino, Black Panther, Cap, and Wolverine. Daps, the Hulk. The Thing, Falcon, Daredevil, and Spiderman, and Vince, Sue Storm, Adam Warlock, Howard the Duck, Man-Thing, and Spider-Man. So there you go, people. There it took go. a decade for you to hear this, but our top five <laughs> DC characters. Um, so there you go. Yep. So that's it. All right, let's bring this puppy home. Bring it home. Yep. Got a flight to catch. Yes, you we do. You. Hey, if you want to get cheap comics, get them fast, get them delivered right to your door. There's only one place to go. Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. One more time, DCBService.com. Write these down. Avengers, trade paperback, no road home. Will cost you $14.99. That's half <sighs> off the cover price. From DC, Batman, Last Night on Earth, number one of three, prestige format miniseries. Cover price five ninety nine. Your price two ninety nine. And bringing up the rear, but never in our hearts. Kevin Eastman is dropping down with drawing blood: colon spilled ink number one of four. Cover price is three ninety nine. You can have it for forty five percent off that, and it's two dollars and nineteen cents. Remember dcbservice.com. In your travels, I don't want to short shrift this, but I will speak at length on it in a future episode. You must read League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, The Tempest. Nice. Yep. Remember when I scoffed at the fact that I, I, uh, they, they mentioned that it would be Alan Moore and Kevin O'Neill's last comic book work. Mm -hmm. I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, for many reasons, not the least of which being, if you are a, uh, Shakespeare fan, mm-hmm. The Tempest was the play that he bid adieu to the stage. That's and true. the fact that this is called The Tempest leads, leads me to believe that Alan is pretty serious this time. Mm-hmm. But they are, Kevin O'Neill is employing every 
comic book trick in the book mm-hmm. in the main story. You have standard comic book sequentials. You have daily and Sunday page strip art, mm-hmm. cut out paper dolls, 3D um, trickery uh, a la Ray Zone. Um, there are text passages illustrated with, you know, uh, uh, one illustration. It uh, much like what Chaikin did in Stars My Destination. They're they're using every trick in the book. They're covering every base mm-hmm. to say, okay, this is it, and I think it is. Huh. Yeah, okay. and it's phenomenal. I read issues one to four. It's it's almost too good for words. Yeah, and it's it's ironic that the League of Extraordinarily Extraordinary Gentlemen is driven by three women. Mm-hmm. Typical Alan Moore, right? Sure. No, um, we'll talk on it uh, at another time. But read League, uh, The Tempest. It's amazing. There's Eventually. a there's a uh, um, a retirement home for superheroes because they're making too much money on superhero merchandise. And if any of them come back into style, they want to have them alive mm-hmm. to, to capitalize on it. And there's a an old. Alzheimer's ridden Billy Batson. He's fat and he can't remember the keyword. So he says, Zam. Oh. Zam. Like oh, he's trying to remember. Yeah, he, he's he's, oh my God. It's so yeah. good. It's so good. All right. You know what? Yeah. New plan C2E2. Okay. I have never really restored. We're done. Gentlemen. We're done. We're done. This is the last episode, folks. We're done. Wait, what? Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> seriously. I have it. No, you get no. one. You get one. Seriously. Your hands are so I've off. never... He, of course they yeah, do. Seriously. What does he do seriously. for a living? Deep. Right? Oh, come on. <laughs> who actually it's works outside? Who, who, like, you know... Uh, no, I've never read. Wow, you got a lot of kitchen well, up I do. I do. I do. So this is... The, I'm an absolute... It's absolutely a blind spot. I would love to rectify it, so... All right. Uh, if, if, if... First two are, volumes are pulpy AF. Cool. Nice. Uh, in your travels, I don't have my iPad is charging on Jason's son's nightstand, so I will. Um, I caught up on Superman, right up to number nine, and um, the Brandon Peterson pages are pretty spiffy. Brandon Peterson is drawing the pages where John is talking about his time with Grandpa Jor-El. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a series written by Brian Michael Bendis. The current, the modern, the present day pages are uh, by Yvonne Rice and Joe Prado. Um, And at first I was a little concerned because John, I don't know if you know this, Vince, John Kent, Jonathan Kent is now in his teens. Did not know that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he has been returned to Earth. Because of the time Earth. he went with... Because of the okay. time he went with Jor-El. Yeah, it's weird. So um, they're, they're jump-starting Super yeah. Bowl. Right. So, so instead of... So at first I was a little concerned because I was like, oh, so Bendis didn't want to write a kid. But now here's a teenager. But then I thought, you know, so what if someone else wants to write about John as a youngster? I think Bendis has written it so that you still can. I mean, granted, he'll be with Grandpa. Yeah. But what's interesting about this current... But doesn't that kind of shatter the Damien 
Well, no, see, there is there is that Adventures of miniseries that that's wrapping up with twelve issues. Um, so that's going on. But what's interesting is that John was kind of stranded on. See, I want to call it Earth Three. I don't know what Earth it is right now. The Earth where the crime syndicate is in charge. There's two. Okay. Even though Earth Two was a series with the Allens. Okay. So John, John ends up on this Earth, and Ultraman brings him to the volcano. And because their son doesn't power John like our son would, um, John's kind of stranded there. But he's able to break his way free. And he does mention in the Bendis story that, you know, he, he was he was able to right some wrongs. So I'm thinking if another writer wanted to at least tell a story about John Kent right. before he came back, mm-hmm. there's a place to do it. The hidden years. Right. Yeah. Um, but but Superman itself, Superman the Ongoing, um, where our Superman, Cal, is trying to come to terms with the fact that he missed a lot of years with his son growing up. Mm-hmm. Um and so is Lois. And Lois realizes that, you know, Cal needs to punch things and in order to kind of vent. Um, and Mongol, Mongol appears. So, so I just, I really, so, so between the art and, and the story Bendis is trying to tell with this character and his family, um, listen, I'm still on board. I, I think action is still the more enjoyable of the two for me. But I can't discount Superman. And what was I, I was talking to Hassan recently? I, well, not talking, but but through Facebook Messenger. Um, That's talking. There were, right. and, and there was there was a really cool double page spread where it was the Superman of the future, and how it was like a truce. It was the weirdest thing. I'll show you the page, but um, a group of like a big mass of characters come through some like portal. And it kind of looks like if you squint, it kind of looks like maybe the Legion. Like you can mm, you can kind of see a bouncing boy. Stop. And you can kind of see a lightning lord really? lad. So um, I'm I'm kind of liking the teases that Bendis is doing right now. Mm. Um, Bendis is your boo these days. It really is. He's back. He's back to being my yeah. boo. Uh, so yeah. So so in your travels, catch up on Superman, please. Nice. Do it. Uh, in your travels, I actually caught up on the Marvel Trinity, um, which I had been behind on all three. I read uh, Thor 3 through 10. Oh, you did catch up on Captain America. Uh, I read Cap 3 through 8. I didn't read 8 yet. And, nice. <laughs> uh, and I read Tony Stark Iron Man 3 through 9. Hmm. Um, they are definitively ranked for me. Tony Stark Iron Man is... Uh, Passable at best. Oh, mm. who's writing that? Slot. Do we know? Oh, Slot. Slot. Yeah. It's um, it's 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 been a it's been a, basically one giant arc where Tony's been trying to create this new um, virtual reality Facebook. Now, like like, a, like in, if you Ready Player One type of situation, you put you put the you immerse yourself into this virtual world where you can be or do anything, and of course things go wrong. And 
he's 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 kind of got this campus that he's running, which was like full of scientists and trying to create a greater good. But um, you know, inherently there are uh, ne'er do wells that are involved, and so Slot's rewriting his Spider-Man run, sort of, and like the controller's the villain, which is fine, and. Um, Machine Man Aaron Stack is like the jilted lover of uh, Jocasta, so he's like always cropping up, like trying to like get her back. It, it's, but he it's, gave James Rhodey purpose. James Rhodey. No, but he, he put Rhodey into this mech. Like Rhodey's now in a mech. Yeah, because he's you know crippled or whatever. But anyway, um, that I could kind of take or leave. Um, Thor, I got to be honest with you, and it hurts my heart. I, I, I don't. I don't think this Thor has been very good. I, I think that. Uh, I think it's a waste of Vilmunda's artistic skills. Stop. I, I think it's, it's way like too it's, it's way too much standing around talking with people yeah. instead of I mean Del Mundo can I mean he created weird like you look at the Del Mundo weird world stuff and I mean, you know, this is a battle of the realms. I wanna see the realms. I don't wanna see a bunch of deities sit there and arguing with each other every panel. I, 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 I'm re- I was legit surprised at how much I've not I didn't find this this Thor run to be interesting. Mm. Um, I thought it was a slog myself, so doesn't have me very excited for War of the Realms, but uh, but but I'm ending on a high note, and that is I think that Tanahisi Coates has been crushing it on Captain America. Yes, I think that um, you know maybe he just needed a year or two of getting the 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 energy of writing a comic book down because um, you know obviously I've said this many times in the show I'm a, fan, I'm a big fan of him as a writer, mm-hmm. uh, in, including his novels, but. Uh, but I, I, this is the first comic I've, I've read of his, and I feel like it, it feels like a comic. Like it feels like he's he's getting that it's supposed to be action packed, and, and 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 we're supposed to have cliffhangers. And and to his credit, I mean, this is very much a spiritual successor of of Brubaker's run, uh, even as much as he brought back uh, Alexander Lucan, uh, and and by proxy the Red Skull. Yeah, uh, and yeah. we've been introduced to out Al, Al, well not introduced, but Alexa Alexander's wife is is now prominent as her own. She's really pretty much the the, the main villain so far. Um, you know, we got Sharon Carter back, and oh, it's, so I love that Steve. So you know, you young young Steve is is is, is tapping that. that yes, that, that old cougar, that, 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 that super that Sharon super Carter cougar. Um, Thunderbolt Ross is back in a, in an antagonistic that, position, which is weird. Thunderbolt Ross in Captain America, but yet in Ewing's Immortal Hulk, mm-hmm. they buried Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, I, that's true. Um, but it's cool, and, and we've had well, we had the first arc wrap up, and and then the second arc is just two or two issues in, and basically Cap has gone. It's like a prison movie. Yep, Cap's gone undercover uh, into a uh, prison, and it's it's not the vault. Where's the shield? Uh, it's uh, it's called uh, Myrmidon, and it's uh, but it's another. It's just like that, and it's and the warden is Baron von Strucker, so it's all kinds of cool. Um, I think uh, Adam Kubert has been great on art, yep. so uh, big fan, big fan. So if, if you're yeah, so for me, Cap is is well ahead of of his his Trinity counterparts right now in their in their single issue books. So nice, yeah. So where do we look for a replacement zip recruiter? Do, do we find? <laughs> Listen, man, you know, I have been a humongous fan of Jason Aaron's Thor run. I mean, um, I spent an hour on an episode waxing about the Jane Foster stuff. I, I, yep. I, I'm not saying it's bad. I just I was surprised at how talky it was. I just I don't. It is kind of talky. Um, but yeah, not so. talky. Tell me, but all right, you're you're still good. Okay, cool. So, all right, so all right, everybody. Hey, you know the drill. If find you, us at C two E two. Yes, mm-hmm. because that is. In two days. Yes. 
And if you would like more of this, more of the same, we do it in other places, like our Facebook group. Um, come on there. We have many layers of Facebook groups, but there's the one, and then we have EOC at the movies, and blah, 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 blah all the different... Star Trek in. Yeah. Um, Twitter, we're uh, pretty much on there a lot, at least David and Jason. And uh, come I to see. our Patreon page. Patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics, one one, no apostrophe. And uh, in the meantime, let's do this upright. Let's Say goodnight. David. Oh. We love you so much. Hunt us down at C2E2. We'll be there. If not, come back next episode. There'll be more of this. And in the meantime, we love you so I did say that. Yes, you did. But we do. It's true. Just say goodnight, people. Ladies, y'all. Say goodnight, people. Peace and love. George Burns lives.